This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 25. It's me, Russ the Face. I'm joined by Les Liberator Martin and Terry the Crutch Weaver Pike because he has gone back to his Kairos crutch recently. So, yay! <laughs> so, today we've got a very special show for you. We have a rather exciting product to talk to you guys about. Um, and, do you, well, do you want to you reveal, Les? You've you got wood? Have you got wood, I, Les? I, I have got wood. You, you're um, turgid for the wood. I'm turgid for, <laughs> for, some, for some branches. So some branch wraiths, maybe? Maybe. Or some, 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 some trees of some description. Some trees. If you, so basically, if you haven't worked out, we are talking about the Battle Tome Sylvaneth. So this is going to be an episode all about the Battle Tome. We're going to talk about the War Scrolls. We're not going to go into the fluff because, one, I haven't read it, and two, I don't really care, and <laughs> three... Uh, Garage Hammer will do a much better job than us, so go and listen to them. I'm sure he and Hammer will touch on it as well. Go listen to them. They're all into their Black Library. If I had the time to read all the fluff, I would. I do. I choose not to. I choose to play Diablo or do something else with my time. So um... you, you wouldn't be a gaming master either if you you knew the story behind stuff, would you? So well, I do like the stories, but I haven't read this one yet. So there's no point in me trying to talk about the fluff when I just haven't read it. Just 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 blag it, it'll be fine. Just blag it. Well, they're trees and they live in this wood, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, this woman and she was this pod and then she grew out the pod and now she's alive. And then all the trees, like, in a little wood forest thing, they are with her and they're, like, proper good. And they like Sigma, but they're not Sigma, but they're not Chaos, but they're kind of order. And they, and they like wood. And, and the they're trees. a little bit chavvy too. And they're, they're like chav's blood in it. Yeah. Yes, no. fam. So, yes, fam. There's, that is the face hammer fluff review of the silver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this book now. The book I took. I, I've got actually physically got a copy. You guys don't. Sorry. Sad panda. They love me, not you. We, we're only privileged enough to get one. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like logistics is a bit a bit of an, an awkward because we don't we're not logistically close to each other, are we? So. Um, but I, you know, we, we, you guys have seen bits of it, so we can we can talk about it. So it'll be all good. So the book itself is probably the largest battle tome that's come out because it's got some extra sections in it. Now, now I've known about these extra bits for a while because um, I was part of the group, obviously the general's handbook and going up. So obviously there's bits in here that now will probably knowledge to people. Um, Army special rules is probably the first bit we should probably talk about. So, yeah, if you have all your war scrolls in your army as the same, uh, got the same keyword, you get something called the allegiance abilities. <coughs> so, um, if all the units in your army are Sylvaneth, then you can you are a Sylvaneth allegiance. 
or you can be called a Sylvaneth army. And you you also order, so if there was an order one, you could pick that. Um, so obviously in the Sylvaneth book, there are the Sylvaneth um, allegiance abilities. So under the allegiance abilities, um, there's some interesting rules. Um, so Les, do you want to talk through these as you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one that's like the most sort of like pumped for this because obviously started adding Sylvaneth into my Stormcast army, and then by the look of things, I'm probably going to go full wood <laughs> in the future. Um, so yeah, the the, the Sylvaneth. Nobody uh, likes bas- a semi. No one likes. You've got to go full wood. Full wood. Um, yeah, Sylvaneth battle traits. So the first one is the Wildwood Groves. Um, and it says wherever the Sylvaneth march to war, Wildwood Groves burst from the realm roots. Um, after all of her pieces of scenery are set up, but before the battle begins and players choose territory or set up their armies, you can place one Sylvaneth Wildwood anywhere on the battlefield that is more than one inch from any other piece of scenery. So that's the first one. Obviously, I think that's going to be quite good for for the army, just judging by the way things were before this battle tome was released, is that not all forests in sort of like the tournament scene have the Sylvaneth keyword. So, you know, you can now add that straight away to the table, straight off the bat, which I think is going to be pretty fundamental to the way the army plays. Um, the next one uh, is Forest Spirits. Um, and it says the Sylvaneth are natives of the wild places of the realms, lurking in wait to strike at their enemies. They flow from ambush with life grace, falling upon the foe without mercy or restraint. Um, it says instead of setting up a Sylvaneth unit or battalion, you can place it to one side and say it is set up as part of your army in one of the hidden enclaves. In, a, in any of your movement phases, you can transport the unit or battalion to the battlefield. When you do so, set it up so all the models are within three inches of a Sylvaneth wildwood and more than nine inches from their enemy models, and that is the move for the movement phase. Yes, yeah, so it's almost like a Stormcast teleport, but roundwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Which kind of combos with the Wildwood Groves, because obviously you're going to be putting a forest down, aren't you? When you, when mm. you, if you're doing mono Sylvaneth or like you know complete Sylvaneth. Um, and uh, the next one is the the navigate round routes, and it says Sylvaneth armies favour a swift hit and run fighting style, using spirit paths to strike and fade before the enemy can react. Um, and the rules is if a Sylvaneth unit is within three inches of a Sylvaneth wildwood at the start of its movement phase, it can attempt to traverse the spirit pass instead of moving normally. If it does so, remove the unit from the battlefield and then set it up within three inches of a different Sylvaneth wildwood, more than nine inches from enemy models, then roll a dice and consult the table below. Um, now, I don't know if you want to read these off, Russ. Yeah, so you basically yeah, have a dice on a one. You're tangled roots so a unit doesn't do anything basically two to five you you can do what you want and six up the unit found a hidden path and it's arrived at its destination ahead of it and it can move again in that movement phase so it allows you not only to teleport through but to get another move to get closer to the enemy to make your charge more reliable that's now, pretty cool there is a note here that says tree lords tree lord ancients and spirits of Durfu. more on that later um mm-hmm. that use this ability always treat the results of the tangled roots as safe passage so they're never going to sit there and do nothing basically so they're pretty safe to do that with um yeah so that that's basically the battle traits for the allegiance abilities yeah 
So that basically applies to your your army. They're like special rules you get. Um, so obviously it's quite exciting that you've got another layer over your army um, to combo with your war scrolls. So it's pretty yeah. cool. And obviously this means that going forward, there's probably going to be um, allegiance abilities for other factions coming. Yeah. Um, so obviously that that's going to breathe a whole new sort of bit of life into all the armies that are out there. So I don't know if they're planning to go back and retrospectively do that or that it's just going to be going forward or what. But um, yeah, hopefully they'll they'll expand this out for other factions. It should be pretty cool. It adds a bit of depth to the army a little bit more. It adds that, that sort of like that, that cool, quirky sort of like synergistic rule that you makes you want to just collect Sylvaneth as opposed to taking Sylvaneth with a unit of 10 retributors and a flag you know because it, it has to all be from the same uh, yeah. alliance doesn't it and you know all these extra little buffs can really sort of like make the army play more thematically I think yeah I mean you, you get powerful abilities that you can only use if you stick to your faction so you'll yeah. go well do I put my retributor banner you know my vexilor in and my retributors or do I just don't do that and then use these rules to teleport my combat units. Yeah. Um, so you also have something called a command trait. <coughs> so Terry, do you want to talk about these? Yeah. So it looks like, obviously, because I haven't seen the general's book, that these are something you roll at the start of the game, and you can choose yeah. one of them. Yeah, you can choose or you can roll, but it's like a trait for your general. Oh, you can actually pick these then. Yeah, it says. Um, uh, it basically says pick the trait that best suits your general's personality. Alternatively, you can roll the dice to random. Oh, okay, determine. that's interesting. So it's kind of this. This now is where we start getting into some combos, um, yeah. which is for me is really exciting. So do you want to yeah. do you want to read? Yeah. So out? the first one then. So Realm Walker. Uh, if your general uses the navigate realm routes ability, add two to the dice result. That's pretty tasty because that means on a four plus, you can move out of the wood anywhere and move effectively twice. Yeah. Where you teleport to the wood, then you can move into within charge range. And yeah. if your general is something like the spirit of Durfu, you're going to be getting in there, choppy yeah. chop. Yeah. Smashy yeah. smash. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Uh, second roll, gnarled warrior. I like this one. Uh, when you really make good, yeah. save rolls for your general, ignore the enemy's ren value unless it is minus two or better. Mm, that's pretty good. That stops all them spammy minus one Whoa. sort of halberd attacks and stuff. Well, when you think that your um, spoilers tree man ancient can now be your general, and that's got a three plus armor save, a three plus armor save ignoring um, you know two yeah. ignoring ren one essentially. Pop, isn't it? pop a cheeky mystic shield yeah. one as well. Two up ignore ren one. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty handy. Yeah. Keeps that, that, that the, the key piece alive then, I suppose. And it? also, you'd have to cast it. It's not a buff or anything, is it? It's just you auto just on. Have it on. It's just auto on it. Yeah. And it also affects uh, range. So um, if you're being shot by judicators, yeah. you don't care about your rend, mate. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, Gift of what's that? Gairan. Gairan, the realm of Gairan. life. Your general heals one wound at the start of each of your hero phases, or D three wounds if they are within three of a Sylvaneth wood. Mm, that's pretty nice. Again, that's also really good for keeping the big monsters alive. Yeah, if your I mean, tree man's it, just rocking out well, in a wood. Well, that's... there's there's other stuff coming that can add to that as well. Yeah, yeah. You know that we can get to. 
So, uh, Lord of Spites, uh, you can re-roll the first failed hit roll made for your general in each phase. Awesome on an ancient with your ranged attack. Yeah, with the makes the ranged attack super reliable. Or yeah. if you're a certain woman riding a beetle with a 30 inch range spear, it's a pretty good re-roll. Oh, quickly on that one, named characters. Laryl the Everqueen, Dreitcher Hammerdeath, you'll find out about that later, are singular and mighty. Um, as such, these models cannot have command traits or artifacts of power. Ah, dun, dun. So, that's interesting. Okay. So it's kind of saying take vanilla, uh, yes. vanilla oh, trees. Right. So, so name characters couldn't take these. Basically, no. yeah. So yeah, you're not going to cool. be able to power up me in the gash. Yeah. Sorry, Tony. His Zapanactar yeah. will stay the same. There's no buffing it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. That's assuming there's some death ones coming. Mm. Uh, Warsinger. Uh, you can add one to any charge rolls made by friendly Sylvaneth units that are within 10 of your general. That's that's alright. If you're running good. a really aggro list. Again. It's quite nice to combo with that. Um, that's, that's sort of the navigate realm routes because. It, or even the forest spirits rule because if you want to actually get your charge in this on an eight rather than a nine it's a bit more reliable and yeah. it, again it combos because obviously each tree man can teleport through a sylvan f wildwood so if you put your general through the wildwood if he's a tree man say and then you put your a tree man through with him then again you're adding one then because they can all be from the same through the same Sylvan F Wildwood, so you could teleport your Tree Man Ancient through the Wildwood and have a Spirit of Durfu and maybe a Tree Man, and then you know they you can add um, add one to the charge rolls, make them a bit more reliable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wisdom of the Ancients: All friendly Sylvan F units within ten inches of your general in the battle shock phase add one to their bravery. Which okay, is quite cool. that could be cool if you're facing loads of screams and bravery bomb stuff. So, oh, also you'll find out as we go through their bravery is not very good. No, dryads are. I haven't taken dryads to a tournament recently. Um, I I found that they die in droves. The the bravery six and the fact that they they sort of like the saves aren't great um, unless you're in a forest or wildwood. Um, you know they they do die in droves. So that making them bravery seven is. You know, you take anything you can. I think with the with the units that you've got. I found even ghouls care about battle shock and their bravery ten. So being bravery yeah. six is like you know it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think from that, you, there's some standout choices depending yeah. on how you want to build your list. Um, but there's some more combo tastic things coming. So let's uh, yeah move on. Um, so I think we obviously we just touched on the artifacts of power or artifacts of the glades as they are in this book so yeah probably want to talk about these um so if you haven't guessed magic items are back oh yes magic <laughs> items are back we take a second start, to think about that get your spreadsheet and start nerdgasming at work it's going to be awesome so basically i mean when you're on break not when you're at work yeah not when you're not when uh, you're at work disclaimer um so basically um you, they don't work the same as traditional magic items. It's not that you pay points for them or anything like that. Um, so basically the way they work is that you, um, if your Sylvaneth army has any heroes, well, I imagine it will do, then one may bear an artifact of power. Declare which hero has the artifact after picking your general. So it doesn't have to be your general. It could be somebody else. So your general could take a command trait and give an artifact of power to somebody else. 
So um, ideally, this should fit the appearance of the model, backstory, yeah, whatever. Just pick the best one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick the best one. I'm going to do that. You, you mean number four, yeah? I haven't got that far. We'll, 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 don't, don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, if your hero is a wizard, you can pick from the arcane treasures chart instead. So, and also an additional hero can have an artifact power for each War Scroll Battalion you include in your army, but one model can't have more than one. So you can only have one on a single model, full stop. So if you took, like, three cheap formations, you could take mul- three extra artifacts of power? Plus, you have four magic items, plus your general has a command trait, plus you've got your army special rule. Do you see? Do you see? I feel some <laughs> filth coming on with Sylvan F. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so pleased. Right. I've done all of the rubbish models. Yeah, yeah. I hate you. I hate you so much. Okay, so um, some of these names will sound familiar. You may remember them. Seed of Rebirth. Some of you. That's yeah. Seed of Rebirth. Some of you might not remember them. Some of you that were can't remember the world that was, but it's yeah. never forget. Still... Never forget. Never forget. I'm actually quite happy to forget 8th edition. I don't know about anyone else. I'm, I, I look back on it with fond memories, and I'm, I actually segue. I've been I started listening to my uh, audio book Warstorm, and I just got onto the uh, Realm of Gyron, appropriate. Yeah. With the Hallowed Knights and uh, Blofferax, the Great and Clean One. It's cool. awesome. It's awesome. So good. Uh, Josh Reynolds knocking out of the park with that at the moment. I'm loving it. And you've got um, Slovakius from the Astral Templars. He's a badass. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't checked that out, read that. It's awesome. I'm, I'm trying to get up to date. I've got so much to catch up on. Um, so I will read the fluff in this book. I was earlier. I was joking a bit, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to the rules. So a uh, <laughs> Dave's Reaper. So this um, is this is silly. Yeah. Pick. Again. <laughs> Pick one of your hero melee weapons to be Dave's Reaper. When making attacks with this weapon, any wound rolls of six or more have a rend characteristic of four. Yeah. What? (laughs) I don't care about your two-up save. Rend minus four. So you you might want to put that on a spirit of death. Damage six. Damage six for four attacks. I'm sure there is ways to buff the wound roll. We'll we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> um, Oaken armor, plus one save, bro. Add one, yeah. So then your tree man has two up, mystic shield, one up, inner wood, zero. Yeah, <laughs> immune to damage. Fun for, fun for everyone. Oh dear, <laughs> he's a tank. I like the next one. Yeah, your opponent like must subtract one from all hit rolls made against Briar, Briar, uh, Briar, Briar Sheaves. Oh, that's really nice. Minus because... one to hit, and then you ignore rend one. Yeah, that's from shooting and combat. And, so... and the treatment have an innate ability that you get minus one to hit. Yeah. yeah. So minus two to hit. After facing the Mongol and Nefrata, I know exactly how amazing that is. Yeah. So you do special attacks on a six up, not anymore, and you've got plus one to hit for doing them on five up. Sorry, mate, you do nothing. Yeah, you do nothing. Unlucky retributors. Your, your spirit hosts coming in with mortal wounds are doing nothing. Yeah, we, yeah. we care not. Um, my favourite. Yeah, the, not yeah. I'm not so sure. I like it, but it's, it's back, man. It's back. Seed, can you, it's... seed of rebirth. Yeah, right. 
So, yeah, it sounds amazing. First time you lose its last wound, you immediately heal D3. Yeah, but I know if, you've got, this if you've got plus one armor save and minus one rend or minus one to hit and all that anyway, you're not ever going to really get down low enough for that really to matter. Plus, if you take six wounds, you've got one left. If you take the wound, you heal D3, then you lose three again. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm just thinking that again it combos quite nicely with something else. Okay, okay, well, we'll yeah, yeah. Ravestone? I like this where, one. Where did Eldar come into this? Well, this crystal emits ghostly screams of all the souls that were torn from their bodies in the ancient spirits of the forest. So there you go. Subtract one from the bravery of all enemy units with intent of the battle shock phase. So only the battle shock phase. I don't know if that's mm. relevant, but there you go. Well, um, yes. it would affect stuff maybe for hitting and any other special rules, I guess, yeah. that aren't in the battle shock phase. Yeah, exactly. So, but quite a nice combo because there's a unit that we're going to talk about, which mm. there is a, a mechanic in this book around bravery. I just wish they were deaf units. Just putting it yeah. out there. I just wish Death had wait, this. Wait your time. Wait, wait your for time. Battle wait, wait, wait. is what you're saying. Yeah. Wait uh, and see. Right. The Glamour Weave. Roll the dice each time the bearer suffers an unsafe wound or mortal wound. On a six, it is ignored. Six, six up, up Phoenix save. Yeah, that's okay. I just I'd rather good. have the, the, um, the minus one to hit, I think. Yeah. Well, it depends, because if you're facing armor. So yeah, but if you're facing a lot of things that chuck mortal wounds out, yeah, I suppose they're the better because a... they don't roll to hit, do they? So yeah, um, it's a little bit, a little bit hit and miss. I like then... the fact that there's more, more stuff for people. Yeah, just more stuff to to, to mess around with. Actually, customize your heroes. About. Yeah, exactly. And you can go well in this game. I'm going to take this. In this game, I'm going to take that. So you don't yeah. have to take the same every game. So the thing that I like is the fact that they all look like they're actually usable because you know, let's face facts. In the old books, whenever there was any sort of like magic items, you'd just gravitate to the the best one each time. But I, I think that you know you can see in what's coming in the book. You can definitely theme or build your list around sort of like interactions between sort of like the the the, the magic artifacts I, I don't know what you're on about with the old thing no one always took asf eternal blade no i don't know what you're talking about don't know what you're no, talking about no, don't <laughs> yeah never no. right um the arcane treasures cool. so these are the ones you can give to wizards um so acorn of ages uh once per game set up a new wildwood within five of the bearer uh can't be within one of any other models or terrain features Sounds good. Uh, probably quite hard to use effectively. Wasn't um, the acorn in the old? It was. Yeah, yeah you got like. Was it D3 like the golden was... acorn or something? D3. It's the I acorn, of acorn of ages. It was. Oh, was it? It was, yeah. Because that was. What I used to take that silly wood off list when yeah. we were practicing. You know, like five trees on the table. Oh, the next so... item's going to spoil something. The war song stave. The baron knows the tree song spell. I don't know what that in means. In addition to any other spells they know. Could there be new spells in this book? Could there be? Oh wait, there is. Um, Yeah, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Oh, the Moonstone of Hidden Ways is back. It is back. Once per game, instead of moving the bearer in the movement phase, remove them from the battlefield and place them anywhere that is four, more than four from. So you just teleport anywhere you like. I'm just going to teleport. (laughs) My dream and ancient run next to you. 
Boop. Yeah, just be like, uh, who needs a Vexler flag? So it's the Vexler banner of hidden ways. The Vexler banner of hidden ways. The of hidden or, the, ways. or the moonstone of Vexler. The best thing about it is you can't stop it. No. Um, yeah. The only problem is you can't give it to a spirit of Durfu. Oh. Uh. It's got to be a wizard, so... But let's face facts, Treeman Ancient is still pretty fighty. It's good, but it's not right. No, it's right. No. It's good. Um, so, Ranu's... I don't know why this one does what? say. Lamentiri. 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 Add one to all casting rolls made by the bearer of the unpronounceable item. If they attempt <laughs> to cast a spell from the Deepwood spell or... Ah, oh, spoiler. Uh-huh. Add two to the casting roll. So, plus one or plus two to cast. So, cool. fairly good on a wizard, I imagine. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's going to make your stuff more reliable. And it's a wizard, so... Well, Next to a piece of arcane as well. Plus three. Yeah, why not? Make yourself an arc and the black. Yeah. Um, Hagbane Spite. Once per game, instead of attempting to unbind, unbind a spell, uh, you can send Spite to attack the caster. After resolving the spell's effects, the caster immediately suffers D3 wounds. That's pretty cool. War wounds as well. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. And what I like about this as well, actually, the teleporting a tree in Ancient is really good because you could unbind the crucial spell. Because you could yeah. teleport to then be in unbind range. So it'd yep. be good. Um, and if you've got this item, you could then obviously try and do some damage. Oh, this yeah. next one's good. Yeah, this the is Silverwood good. Circlet adds six inches to the maximum range of every spell that the wearer knows. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I totally that's... should be able to kill them and steal it and put on Kairos. <laughs> that's really cool for, like, you know, for shield and bolt, just it's as good well. Good for, like, getting extra range is just good. I mean, you, 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 six you inch range it. is massive in a game of 18 inch range, like, abilities. Bumping yeah. it to 24 is just, oh. Really good. Yeah, it's like suddenly I can unbind you, but you, I can cast on you. But you can't unbind you me. You can't unbind me. Um,. Yeah, so sorry, it's not unbinding for you. It's just it means they can't unbind yeah. you. So it means that you're, and also the fact they can't actually bolt you back. Yeah. So I think that brings us nicely along to the Deepwood spell law. So each wizard in a Sylvanath army knows an additional spell. So this isn't replacing your normal spells or what spells you have. You have an extra one. Um, pick one that best matches the background. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Alternatively, you can roll a dice. Um, determine which extra spell is known for the wizard um, note that each wizard in the Sylvanath army can know a different spell if you prefer you can instead pick or roll uh, one spell that is known by all your Sylvanath wizards so you can all pick the same if you want or you can mix and match um, so yeah pretty cool That's that is cool. cool so we should probably start with it's back it's classic it's back Go on, Terry, you take this one. Throne of Vines. The Throne of Vines. <laughs> hated. Hated by many. By, loved Used by, by me in every single tournament I took Kairos to. <laughs> okay, what does it do now? Throne of Vines allows you to ignore... Oh, no, wait, that's the old one. Uh, Throne <laughs> of Vines has a casting value of 5. If successfully cast, the caster can add D3 to all future casting and unbinding rolls they make until they next move. Once cast, the caster cannot cast a spell again unless they have moved. Okay, that's pretty cool, because then if you can add D3 with your plus two from your other Mm -hmm. 
um, arcane item you had before, plus your arcane piece of terrain. It's like, yeah, I've just gone plus six to cast. It's all right. And you can turn yourself into like a little mini weapons platform, can't you? Yeah. Because you mean what you could do is you could just take the extra range and be like, well, I'm not going to move. Yeah. I'm going to throw in a bind to myself up and just start launching arcane bolts at you. Yeah. Because, what's that? I'm casting a five. So if you're getting plus from something else or a buff or anything, there's plus this D3 and your two dice to roll. You're auto casting bolts. It's that's pretty tasty. You can uh, you can buff it with the treasure, can't you? You can give yourself that extra that extra spark, can't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you've got D3 plus the uh, Ranu's lamentary or whatever it is. So you're, you're adding two to the roll already. Yeah. yeah. So. So you've got you're adding you cast you auto cast throwing a vine. I think yeah. if you're going to be throwing a vine stuff to get D three, you wouldn't take the plus to cast. You take the plus six inch range. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's also um, your unbinding rolls as well. Yeah. So you can make yourself into like you can like set up in your army, and um, if you're playing against an army that's got a lot of spell casters, and you can just be like, I'm going to unbind you. I'm just going to stop you casting. Yeah. Because uh, you can basically teleport into range of their casters, and then and then throw a vine yourself up to to then just disrupt their casting. Yeah, it's nice. It's cool. Um, so regrowth. I like this one. Uh, cast value of five. Wow, that's low. Pick the caster or a friendly unit of an eighteen. One model heals D three wounds. If the unit is a silver enough unit, it heals D six wounds. So D6 wound heal on your treatment. Yep. Again, and you can take this on every wizard in your army. Oh, those tree men are never dying. Yeah. <laughs> this I, I, is so silly. The ability, like to, to, to just heal in this this battle tome, is just ridiculous. It's got me so excited for like an army that never dies. With it's ignore rend one and plus one armor save and. Uh... There's just a few extra bits that are coming. Yeah. They're coming, they're coming. It's all coming. Oh, here's a new one. Verdant Blessing. Verdant Blessing has a casting value of 6. If successfully cast, set up a new Sylvan if Wildwood anywhere of an 18 of the caster that is not within one of any other model or terrain feature. So, basically, tree singing, or whatever it used to be called, where you can just plonk woods down. The, the thing is, though, the Sylvan F Wildwoods are actually really good sort of area denial, because everything, they become deadly terrain to anything that isn't Sylvan F. And also, you get to do sort of like your standard um, sort of tree man ancient spells that that buff that can you pick a, tr- uh, a silver enough wildwood and anything within sort of like six inches take d three more wounds. I think that's a spell I can't remember off the top of my head. But it, you can use like the verdant blessing and sort of like tree song or whatever they you know or any of the abilities that allow you to put a silver enough wildwood down as as sort of like area denial. So it's like yeah, you can come at my army that is really resilient, but you're going to have to move through deadly terrain because everything that isn't silver enough that moves through silver enough wildwoods are deadly but you know about it does the damage if you cast spells near it as well yeah that's the thing you know that's what i was saying about the the tree oh, oh standard spells isn't it as well well it's just a roll of dice whenever a spell is cast within six of a wildwood even yeah. if it's unbound on a five or more the forest is roused by magical enemy and attacks yeah. all units within one inch suffer d3 mortal wounds silver enough units are not affected yeah, so you can make it so that it's really hard to get to you, and if you do get to, to them, you then start spamming spells just to cause mortal wounds. Yeah, and I think as well, the um, you could potentially, if you go first, 
you could drop your Acorn of Ages and then cast a spell and put another wood down. You've suddenly got three woods on the table. And yep. what you can do with this, you can drop a wood, then teleport through the wood. Yeah. So you, if you're playing against, like, if you're playing against somebody and you go, okay, I've set up my wizard on the on the edge because the wood has to be within eighteen, but yeah. of course the wood's bigger, it's quite large. It's like eight inches mm. long. So you're effectively looking at 26-inch range. And then you can set up within three of that wood. So that's well, 29 inches before you deploy. Is, isn't the Sylvaneth Wildwood three Citadel no. woods two. together? Two it's woods two. together. That's two huge. Together. No, I think it's just one, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was it's just, two. I think you just put one base down when you cast that. Set up and you, yeah. I don't think you put more than, more than one. It's just one. Um, yeah, I think there was a, a an old sort of um, formation that allowed you to put down two Sylvaneth Wildwoods at the start. A Sylvaneth Wildwood train feature. Yeah, so a Sylvaneth Wildwood is a train feature consisting of two or more Citadel Woods. No, it's not. Den- That's it's what- in the back of this book. Oh, it says a Sylvaneth Wildwood consists of up to three Citadel Woods placed within one inch of each other. Yeah, so that would just be... House rule to one, I imagine, to yeah. stop the entire board being a forest. That'd be amazing. No one would be able to do anything. Archeon would be able to move. But what what you trees. what you do is you just go okay. So let's rein it back to what I was saying. And basically, you go right to pull on the twelve inch line. You cast a spell. You whack your wood down. You then teleport your men through the wood in their deployment zone, and then you charge them. Yep. Uh, you so you've basically able to get all your models within their deployment zone straight away because you've, you've uh, got a way to drop a piece of terrain you can teleport through so depending on how the terrain's set up so when you play against Sylvaneth you want to be looking at the board and going they, where can they fit a wood where can they fit a yeah. wood I don't want to be I want to be where they can't put a wood down yeah because you can't move an inch of another piece of terrain so you want to be like right okay there's two bits of terrain just outside my deployment zone like here, so they won't be able to get a wood in anywhere near here, so I'll be alright here to stop, to defend against that. Um, yeah. But no I think it's really strong. In their face. I think it's really good. It's really strong. It, it, it's, um, it, it'll become very rubbish later on in the game because there won't be anywhere to put a wood, but the point is, is that you you only really need to drop one or two, and it doesn't, yeah. you don't replace your other spells, it's an extra spell, so you can go, okay, I'm doing that on the first turn, and other turns I'm doing other things, it doesn't really matter. Um, and yeah. a lot of the units get better if they're near woods, which we'll, we'll obviously come on to in a minute. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to have one on the table at least, aren't you, with the, the, the free one that you get, but I, th- I think you would want to, if you're collecting a Sylvan F army, you're going to want to pick up some, some Citadel Woods, I think. Oh, massively, yeah. You're going to yeah. need it's... three or four, I think. So I've got six from my old Wood Elf army that I was doing at the Acorn of our ages. It's I don't know. Any more than that. I'm not six. playing if you've got more than six. <laughs> I actually quite like this next spell. I, I think it's good. Uh, the you. Dwellers Below! <laughs> so Dwellers is back. Dwellers is back. Roll of dice. Six dice Dwellers, yeah. So basically it has a casting value of seven. If it's cast, pick a unit. Roll a dice on a two up, they're dead. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> just, everyone's <laughs> just gone. What the hell is that? And it's like no. So, um, basically, pick an enemy of ten of the caster. Roll a dice for each model. On a six, it takes a mortal wound, which is all right. It's okay, pick. but that's just a very short range vermin tide. Yeah. Or 
because Vermintide's okay, cast on a 6 or a 7, and that's 26-inch range and does exactly the same thing. Yeah. But assuming your tree men are going to be like getting all up in their grill early on in the game, that's going to be really it's good. It's it, it'll, it allows you, it gives you an option to deal with some horde stuff. I think. I was gonna, the yeah, if, if they've got like thirty or forty man units, you're going to chunk, you know, eight eight or more models out of your, a unit, which is amazing yeah. against good armored units like Temple Guard and stuff. And or if you could you're stack good... this, you could have multiple wizards casting it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've got your Tree Man Ancient that ignores Rend with a two-up save, fighting a unit in combat that's a horde, you know, then it's you know the range isn't going to matter. The only thing is, it's just a, the ten-inch range is a bit not you ideal. Make is it, it sixteen though? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's probably why it's a bit shorter. But I I think if you were doing saying what you're doing then, Les, being a combat beast and casting spells, you'd probably do the reaping, which is yeah. the next spell instead. Yeah. That's better <laughs> yeah it's got a lower cast value hasn't it so basically it, the reaping it does d3 yeah it says has a cast value of six if successfully cast um all enemy units within three inches suffer d3 mortal wounds so if you were again taking multiple tree lord ancients teleporting them into the enemies you know into the through your tree into the sort of the enemy's deployment zone Admittedly, you're not going to be able to do it on the first turn because you're going to be moving to do it. But on the follow-up turn, whichever ones are alive, if you've got a bunched-up enemy with lots of different units, you can all like you know sort of like have that bubble D3 mortal wound to each unit, and you can make it range nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. So you can teleport through with a tanky tree lord ancient, put him four inches away from him, actually. With and your, then start uh, doing it. And then start doing it. So it's an area effect bolt. Cast you could have six. another wizard at the back healing him. Yeah. To keep yeah. him alive. So he's it, just like a, he's just an exploding platform. It makes it really hard for them to send in like smaller characters to fight you. Because if they start, you know, multiple units fighting you at the same time, a couple of heroes fighting you, D three more wounds is really going to hurt. It's going to chip away. <laughs> Yeah. The thing is, as well, you've got that that extra damage output for the Treeman Ancient because, I mean, yeah, he's only got three attacks, but when he's fully sort of wounded up, the the D the fact he's doing D six damage with his, his sweeping bows, or bows is like amazing. Plus, it's got that D six Ren two sort of stabby sort of staff shoot thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe rerolling if you've taken that item. Yeah, the Lord of Smites. Makes the Tree Lord Ancient, ancient even more combat because it isn't, I mean, with only the three attacks and base, it's not as sort of like, you know, like a footline trooper's like a Tree Lord standard. But um, I, I think with this, the extra abilities that it can, you can do to sort of like generate mortal wounds, it's going to be pretty, pretty offensive now. An offensive wizard, man. Amazing. It's good. Yeah. Tree Song. The number six spell. So obviously this is going to be the game changer. This yeah. is going to be the six dice monkey spell. Oh wait, no. <laughs> that, that was number four. Dwellers below. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Terry. Take this one away. Uh, Tree song has a casting value of seven. If successfully cast, pick a Sylvan of Wildwood within ten of the caster. The Wildwood is roused by magic ability. Is immediately activated. Okay, so it's the effect of. Um, yeah, everything within uh, everything. distance doing taking D3 Yeah, roll two well. dice and move the Wildwood in any direction up to the distance rolled in inches. It cannot move in three of an enemy model or other terrain features. Any units that are wholly within the Sylvan of Wildwood are also moved along with the wood. What? Amazing. 
if yeah, the so unit you is can... only partially in the wild wood, the wild wood cannot move at all. So if someone's hiding out in a wood, you can just pick up the wood and put it in front of you. Um, no, because you can't um, move it. Could you move it if there's enemies on it? I don't think you can. can you? It says, um, roll two dice and move the wild wood in any direction up to the distance rolled in inches. It cannot move within three inches of any enemy models or other terrain features. Any units that are wholly within the Sylvaneth wildwood are also moved along with it. I suppose if you only... can easily defend it with that. You just leave one man out the edge, don't you? Yeah. But let's go, back, let's go back to the start of the game combo. Start of the game combo. Cool. Right. Okay. So you... Uh, you get your wizards. Put your free wood down. You put your free wood down. You cast your um your and free wood can be in your deployment zone, whatever. Yeah. Then you verdant blessing. So you um you summon your wood. Then you um can tree song tree sing it to push it even further. So you yeah. can push that wood further along. Or you could drop the wood, push it, um, and then you can obviously teleport through it. But obviously, if you've already got the other thing as well, in like a later turn, maybe you've got all your wizards sat in a wood. And what you do is you tree song the wood forward, so then all your spells are in range, and then you start nuking people. You just surf the yeah. wood around the table, just load you... it up with tree men, and just fly the wood across the table. <laughs> so you could literally have your tree men stood in the wood, and you go, right, magic phase, I'm going to push the wood towards you. I'm now in range of all my spells. This is going to now nuke you, nuke you, nuke you. Yeah, I think they really need to change the name of that to Tree Surf instead of Tree Song. <laughs> I, I could just Amazing. envision Tree Men just riding this wood around. You just have to strategically build your Sylvaneth Wildwood with only two trees in it so that stuff can fit in it. You can I, stand I, on top I, of it. I don't think that's a thing, to be honest. I, I really don't agree with the oh, the tree branches to stop my model fit. So you've got to like ram your models in and break them. It's just yeah. not a thing. I don't mind if you say the circle is like impassable on the ground, you know where the tree yeah. trunk is. But yeah, I don't <laughs> think you should be, um, you should not have removable trees because it's just a pain to to game with. It's, yeah. it's that's open what, for abuse. Yeah. That's but I think I this is going to be the biggest problem if you're going to be a silver enough player, is having that discussion with your opponent. Yeah, because your opponent's going to go, no, you can't move trees. And I'll go, well, I'm not moving them. I'm just uh, basically allowing me to fit between where the... Yeah, but it's, it's just, it's it's a non-argument. It's just, it's just yeah. a thing that's like, really, guys, come on. Don't, why, yeah, don't but if you're the Sylvaneth player, why don't you just model all your trees as, as uh, your woods as flat? flat well, like, just, just do what I do, just have one tree on a Sylvaneth Wobble base done, and then no one can argue. Yeah, but make, make the tree like one millimetre thick and just have it as a really if, thin if like you, arm tree. I think most people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt if you're playing someone like that then they... What I do what I do is I just take, because I've got so many I literally go, here's my Sylvaneth Wildwood I've got removable trees because the idea being as long as I don't go over any of the circle bits where the trees fit then the, the model can fit. I don't think having you know, branches and stuff coming out should you know, limit gameplay. And if they go, well, no, trees trees don't move. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then I'll put that back in my box and I'll get out the next one, which has got one tree stuck to the base. And I go, that's a Sylvaneth Wildwood. Yeah. It, yeah, and just do it that way. Is it the little trees that come on the old Glade Guard spruce yeah, that, that are good. like little blobs? <laughs> the <laughs> shrubbery. The Sylvaneth shrubbery. A, a dryad back banner. And I'll just stick that in the middle of the thing. And I'll go, right, Sylvaneth shrubbery. Does right. it actually say anywhere that trees aren't to be moved. No. Where did this even come from? Um, other podcasters. Know. Right. Sorry, Dan. 
<laughs> Along with stuff like, I think you can only see the front of the model the way it's facing. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, I think that's basically that's all the new stuff you can customize your army with. So that should have hopefully given you a little bit of inspiration. And now what you're probably thinking, trying to come up with the combos already. Um, but I think what we're going to do, we've hinted at some of the big characters in the book, um, and we've hinted at some of the units and things. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to have a break, and then when we come back, we're going to go through the War Scrolls um, and tell you about all the cool new units. So, um, yeah, come back soon, and, and you can hear about our sponsor where you should uh, pre-order your Sylvaneth stuff from. Cause, yeah. Uh, get some decent discount and support the show. So, uh yeah. Back in a minute. Cool. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Okay, so we're back from the break. So we should start off with the main character in the book, and that's Alanel, the Evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Ilariel, or Ilariel, uh, Ilariel, however you say. Ilariel. So we're going to talk about the model before we go into the rules. Of course, we are. Of course. Okay. So go insane. On go on. So, in case anyone didn't see the artwork that was shown uh, briefly at, or on display at um, Warmerfest, Alariel the Ever Queen is riding a Wardroth beetle. Essentially, it's a giant stag beetle. Um, she looks. I think what's the word that you used to describe her, Russ? And you said to me she. <laughs> Amazonian. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a, like almost like a a goddess, like Greek goddess kind of look. Yeah, a, a sort of like wings made out of branches and leaves. Essentially, if you've seen the artwork and you haven't seen the model, then it is that made into. Pro I mean, I, I'm going to stick my neck out and say that this is probably the best model that Games Workshop produced in since Age of Sigma has been released. In my opinion, yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know if you guys big. agree. I I agree. What what else is what can challenge that? None of the Stormcast stuff challenges that. I I think it's, it's, I think she's better than even any of the end time releases. I mean, Nagash is probably up there. Archeon. Archeon. Yeah. Well, maybe Archeon. What about what about the uh, the Mortarks? No, I still think she's better than the Mortarks. She's still better. To know. That stag beetle. That ridiculous. It's, anyway, it's, right. it's an awesome model. Yeah. And it's huge. Yeah. About the more crusher, man. No, it's better. Oh than... yeah, I forgot about the Oryx. No, it's, it's better than the more crusher. Well, be yeah, it's better than the more crusher. It's better than the, the angry cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, um, I, I, I do you know what's really sad? 
the fact that you refer to a model that is so awesome as an angry cabbage. I remember going back when I was a kid and the dragons got their like big chunky free hands and they're like like the snakes hands. and you're just like and they're awful and you're like this like the more crusher is amazing model and you're sort of going oh, no, it's, it's, it's a cabbage. It's Have like, you seen the picture of it next to the cabbage? <laughs> Call it the cabbage. You can't tell which one's which. <laughs> it's not, I love them. I love the more crusher model. The more crusher models re- is oh, it's amazing, amazing. But it kind of looks like a bit like a cabbage. I would have said the more crusher was my favourite model. Yeah, since AOS, this unfortunately just knocks it away. It's, I'd say it go. It, it would go, in my opinion. It would be top three. Would be Archeon, Cabbage, Nagash. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now I think it's Alario, Archeon, then more pressure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So also Alario is big. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's quite. If you see the pictures of it, you think she isn't that big. She's just a person, and the stag beetle's not going to be that big. She's probably on like a hundred mil base, something like that. She's nearly the size of the gash, isn't she? she? She's. There's a picture in the book of her stood on her beetle, and she's taller than a bloodthirster's wings. She looks not. She's like, you know, like, huge. She's like yeah. her she's size. Her goddess, though, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, but she's like um, I don't know, like she's bigger than. She's not like a, a, a sort of dryad size model. She's yeah, no, more no, of like a tree man size model, isn't she? Yeah, she's bigger than the prime. Yeah, because yeah. she's, she's basically bigger, sort of prime, bigger than the prime in scale. She's like, I don't know, like, um... well, it's almost like Nagash. If you look at the Nagash model, Nagash is so large because of the spirits. But when you look at Nagash himself, the actual figure, well, she's smaller than that. She's not as big. Yeah. she's huge. Yeah, but Nagash isn't actually the the legs and the body of Nagash isn't that big. No, but she's it's, she's it's, basically like ogre size, model size. She's like she, she's really buff. She's bigger than a blight king. She definitely has been hitting that gym. She is she's pretty ripped. She's hench. It's the word I'm going to go with. She looks like one. She looks Wonder Woman esque. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, she's like, like a super, a super like Amazonian like warrior, Xenia warrior princess. By buff, we mean like she looks like she'd give you a hide in if you were cheeky. <laughs> Don't you be sexist, Les. Come on. It does say in her thing she's a warrior and protector, so yeah, yeah. she could protect me. That's fine. <laughs> Let's not go there. You, you, you saying you want to be a wardrobe beetle? <laughs> <laughs> Do a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, we'll get onto that. <laughs> yeah, models you hear me sword. rage about that. Yeah, don't know how much it retails at because it's not out yet. But I no. imagine it'll be Archeon 75, 80, I reckon. Yeah. There's no, there's no, I reckon. It'll by the time this goes out, you'll be able to see Everyone it. Everyone will know it. Whatever, though, you're going to get 15% 20. off Element Games. So 20. 20, 20 on release. 20. So, yeah, 20. So if it is a smooth 100, then 80. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Top tip, Element Games. So, she's pretty tall about her rules, I guess. Do you want to do the? Do you want to do the little bit of fluff reading underneath what she says first? Nah, nah, no problem. Think <laughs> about the ground shuddering. She's badass warrior. You yeah. read yourself. It's fine. <laughs> it's the singing heartwood of a race, apparently. Amazing. There you go. I'm, I'm super pumped for this. It's amazing. I like the the talent of dwindling. I like. I just like the word. Of, I just. It just sounds cool. 
I, I love the fact that in the fluff, obviously, she, she cut off her left hand and she made, is it the, um, I can't remember what the, the name of the, the, the branch race was. Was it the Lady of the Vines? Which sort of like was her general and it was her left hand was the Lady of the Vines. Um, and because of that, she's now not got a model of like her left hand isn't like a human hand. It's actually like a, a, a dryad hand. Just it's amazing the fact that they've carried that on even into the model. I'm glad you knew that. I have no idea. Yeah, so it's amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm so, a fluff bunny. Me, a fluff bunny. Yeah, whatevs. So, so she flies, and obviously when she flies, she she like grips that beetle between her thighs and lifts it with her. Yeah, that was the yeah. first thing I noticed. <laughs> fly, Alara the Ever Queen can fly. Really? Does the well, beetle the be- have wings? <laughs> don't, don't, do have wings. I know yeah, they do. It, it does, so that makes sense. But it's the first thing I saw was fly. Really, she needs that rule too. <laughs> yeah, sixteen wounds, sixteen inch move, bravery ten, free plus save. Yeah, she's pretty tasty. She has a missile weapon called the Spear of Kernoff. Oh, I thought it was called the Skull Cannon of Corn, but yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, spoiler! So thirty inch range, one attack. Threes and twos, minus two, damage D6. Oh, wait, it is the Skull Cannon of Corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Except three. better, because it wounds yeah. on twos instead of threes. Well, hits on a three instead yeah. of four. No, uh, Skull Cannon's threes and threes. This is threes and twos. She's just yeah. rocking up a cannon. It's all good. She's got a spear cannon. Spear cannon. It's am- amber spear, isn't it? So Yeah, basically, yeah. It's a Ryan spear, isn't it? The spear of Kernos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's not Kernos, it's Kernoff. Okay. Uh, I won't go into that. Right. So she also has the Talon of Dwindling. One inch reach. Uh, Four attacks, threes and fours. No rend damage one. Pretty mediocre. Doesn't really light my world on fire. Until you read what it does. So the mere touch from the Talon of Dwindling is enough to wither the spirit and atrophy of the body. At the end of the combat phase, roll two dice for each model that suffered wounds from the Talon was not slain if the result exceeds the model's wounds or you roll two sixes the model is slain that is amazing for taking out ogres and stuff like that yeah so, so just reason fours of no rend damage one is is fine with four attacks as well mm. that's mm. i mean you're, you're probably not going to kill like nagash or archeon with it but no. that's pretty good for killing multiple wound characters and monsters like drones and uh, yeah just kill an extra yeah. drone or something if you do a wound a bit and there's one wounded you just go oh, yeah kill that so it's all right it's, it's not amazing i like so, it it's nice the wardroff beetles great antlers two inch reach cool five attacks cool Falls and freeze, minus two rend. Pretty good. Mm. Uh, damage is it, Terry? Five. <laughs> damage. damage five. Five. Uh, five. Damage, damage five. five. That's every wound goes through, just straight out murders a Dracoff cavalry model. Yeah, bang, Pretty take much. it off. Um, wow. you know, it's a skull crusher dead with each attack. Um, and wait, it only has like one attack with that. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. It has five. It five is only a hit on a four. Uh, you can get that to hit easier. Shh. Don't tell people. Right. Damn terrain. Yeah. Also, I think there's some order stuff that busts you to hit anyway, isn't there? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't the altar now give you plus one hit if you order? Don't have yep. to there you go. Does, yep. yeah. The the only saving factor that makes that damage five not so silly is that it does go down with damage. Yeah, it has to take five wounds to get to four, and then eight wounds to get to three. Only to four? Oh, no. (laughs) Eight um, wounds takes it to three, what most normal things in the game have. That's fine, right, because having a free-up save, um, you're going to get those wounds through really easily, right? Oh, wait, but you can heal D6 wounds. Oh, wait a minute. Life Bloom, what's that? Oh, Alariel heals D3 wounds every hero phase. Imagine using that with regrowth too. Oh, here we go. Sweeping blows. You can add one to the hit roll of the beetle if his unit has five or more models. Oh, do you see? Do you see? <laughs> uh, oh, hang on. There's my, another rule. My, my favorite rule. My favorite rule. Living battering ram. Oh. Charging wardrop beetle can shake mighty fortresses to its foundations. If this model ends its charge in one of a terrain feature. Each other unit within or on that terrain takes D3 mortal wounds. So the beetle is Heraldor. The beetle <laughs> rams you with Heraldor's horn. <laughs> Heral beetle. Heral beetle. Living, battering ram. There you go. Really? This is the best rule in the entire it that she has, I think. Do you want to read this one out, Russ? I, uh, okay. I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Okay. So, Amphora, 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 I don't know. Whatever. Summoning. With a gesture, she can summon forth healing pollens and, and soul seeds. So, basically, roll a dice. Um, if you choose to do it, you don't have to do it. What? I don't know why you wouldn't. In the hero phase, roll a dice. One to three. Each Sylvan F model within 30 heals D3 wounds. Each Sylvan F model within 30. That includes herself. Yep. Because she's a silver enough model and she's within ah, the range of herself. So she heals so she's D2 D3 wounds a turn. Plus regrowth. <laughs> so and regrowth. And regrowth. And, and another regrowth. And another regrowth because you can stack it. So you can basically go, I've got lots of wizards and all they do is heal her and she just charges into the middle of the enemy with Mystic Shield on and kills the world. She just herald or stuff. Talon While stuff. sniping people with her spear. Oh. Uh, so on a four, set up two d6 dryads. On a oh. five, set up d6 tree revenants. What are they? Mm-hmm. And on a six, set up a tree lord. Which is cool. Uh, must be within nine of Valario and not within three of the enemy. But getting a tree you... lord four inches away, well, just yeah. outside of three is pretty good. But the fact that you can pick a lower result as well is amazing. Because if you're wounded, yeah. you can go, I'm just going to heal. Yes, yeah, every time. Did I roll a six now? All right, I heal everyone. Or I imagine that the, the the units that you would put down would come out of like your summoning pool if you were using yeah, safe ghosts. So so then you'd you'd then just always heal and just buff Galarial itself. Or two D three wounds. Might be a yeah. cheeky tree lord in your summoning pool for that six. That cheeky yeah. six. Yeah. Um, you never know. You never know. She never knows. She can cast three, cast spells. three spells. Wow. But because she's silver enough, she gets an additional spell as well. That's right. Correct. Um, with a, a wrathful glare from the Ever Queen, the armies, the enemy's arms twist and bobs and their feet burrow. Blah blah blah. Metamorphosis is a spell. Cast on a five. Pick an enemy unit within sixteen and roll a number of dice equal to the result of the casting roll. I.e., if you cast on a six, roll six dice. For each result of four or more, the 
uh, unit suffers a mortal wound. If the last model in the unit is slain, you can set up a Sylvanoth Wildwood in its place. <laughs> so it'll turn you into trees. That's All of you cool. into trees. So if you double six casting, roll that up for a 12, plus your arcane terrain, you know, any other buffs you might be able to get. So you could potentially be rolling 14 or, or so dice. Yeah. And just murdering units. That's like gateway in a way don't forget the pluses to cast would give you extra dice yeah so i mean so if you were on arcane yeah you know so if you were stood next to arcane terrain and stuff like that or you had a uh, star drake giving you plus one to cast and or or she takes throne of vines yeah you know so you get plus plus d3 to cast so you could potentially get up to like 16 dice (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's amazing and then set up a wood yeah, when you, you murder have, the unit, <laughs> you could have metamorphosis. Start picking low units, get a silver enough wildwood day, and then cast a verdant blessing and put another one day. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. But she's not finished yet. No command ability. Gyron's wrath. So she can use this ability once per battle. When she does so, you can reroll all failed wound rolls for silver enough models until the next hero phase. Until your next hero phase, so it means if you get double turned, you're re-rolling all wound rolls for both their turns. Mm-hmm. So if you're in combat, so you go in on your hero phase, then they have a turn, then they have a turn. So you're essentially having three combat phases where you are re-rolling everything to wound. She's she's one of the main protagonists in, in the AOS game. You know, she's one of the big characters. She's an awesome model. She's got awesome rules. Lots of options. Um, I would I would say you know she's really cool so uh, definitely a really nice centerpiece for your army beetle is beautiful love it I like the beetle more than I like her actually I I yes. just can't wait to get my hands on it mate I think I'll, it's I'll be the, that, one. that beetle's like airbrush porn really for like how you would be able to get the gradient from sort of like a black to a purple maybe down the the back of the beetle or like a even I love like it's a got green. ridges so you can airbrush yeah. alternate the ridges almost like NMM yeah. it yeah. yeah. Also, I love the sort of like the the foliage that is on the beetle, so it looks like it's almost part of like you know where almost where she stood, like the forest or sort of like the leaves and the branches are growing over parts of the beetle itself as well. I just think it looks really really cool. I, I honestly, like I said, I, I can't you know can't see a bad thing about this model. It's ridiculous. It is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to get it. And then I suppose we, we we're gonna have to move on to the next contender for the next best model in the Silver Nether book. Yeah, um, I really like this, and this is for fluff and from the actual rules and the model. Yeah, and that's Dreicher Hammerdreth or Hammerdreth, if you want to say it. Yeah. Essentially, Dreicher it's a dreadnought. Dreicher dreadnought, yay! It's a honeycomb dreadnought. <laughs> It is. So ah, oh, paint it yellow like the honeycomb monster. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Like, like you could get a really nice contrast of like orangey yellow honeycomb with dark rich brown wood. Yeah, it'd just look amazing. So this model, she's got loads of like beetles and stuff like flying out of one of her arms. She's got all these like flies coming out of one side, and then what are they called they're, they're called like. Flitter furies, yeah, and flitter furies and squirmlings. She's got like worms and flies, and she's she looks pretty messed up. 
She's just she's like really she looks angry. nasty, really nasty. Um, and she's basically a psychotic. She basically says, Dreitcher Hamadreff is a blood-soaked destroyer who keens with psychotic hatred as she tears through her enemies like a raging storm. The self-titled Queen of the Outcasts fights a never-ending crusade to eradicate the sees as a threat to her race, leaving a trail of corpses, both friend and foe, in her wake as she rampages across the mortal realm. She's crazy. She's nuts. She's amazing. She's going to kill everything. She's the destroyer of worlds. So yeah, she's basically... Uh, she hates everything. So she's like the proper emo tree of this book. Um, she just seems so vile. Like, even like the main sort of like model description is, is ridiculous, where you've got stuff like uh, Dramatia Hamraith is a single model, a single-minded fighter. She lays about herself with slashing talons and flays her enemies alive with the, the throne's slender vines that trail from her armoured form. She does not fight alone, however, for she is the very embodiment of Hamadrithal's malice. Her form plays host to either a colony of flutterflies or a swarm of squirmlings. It just sounds so it's like so evocative, like just even mm. like the way they've wrote about her. It's just it's amazing. So let's talk about these flies and squirmlings. So it sounds like you can only have one of them. Um, it says Eva. So yeah. basically, you have now this is amazing, right? I think this is just <laughs> so good. So she's she's movement nine, ten wounds, three up, sage bravery eight. Okay. So she has the colony of flutterflies. The range goes down as she takes damage, and the damage brackets is every two wounds. And but it starts off as eighteen inch range. So what it says is it says um, when she attacks with her colony of flutterflies, it's a missile attack. So it'd be in the shooting phase. Roll ten dice for each unit within range. Now notice that doesn't say <laughs> enemy unit; that says unit. Yeah. So that's oh, yours yeah. as well. Um. On the damage table, for each roll of a six, the unit takes a mortal wound. But she's a silver death. So you could literally your bomb your opponent. You can drop her in the middle of next to your opponent's army, and you can just roll ten dice for every enemy unit of an 18, which could potentially be their whole army, and you just could do a hell of a lot of mortal wounds. It's just like a mortal wound bomb. You know, it's really, really strong. Um, now, the other option, the Swarm of Squirmlings... Um, so this one's a little bit more directed. So when she attacks with a swarm of squirmers, pick an enemy unit and roll a dice for each model in that unit that is within 10. For each result that exceeds the number shown on the damage table, takes a more wound. Now this starts up on a 3+. plus. So you've basically got one, you roll a dice for every model in a unit on a 3-up, they take a mortal wound. That's every model within 10. So you can't hit a unit within 10 that's they're all spread out and they're not all within 10. So it's not as good as it sounds. It, it, but the colony of flutterflies, obviously, if you've got a single wizard, you roll, roll 10 dice, you could roll three or four sixes. That's three wounds off their character. Yeah. Whereas the squirmlings only does one unit and it's only going to do one wound if it's one model. Yeah. So um, I think you always take the flutterfly furious, don't you? Really? I think so. Um, yeah. Especially you if you can heal. So if you take stuff that you might not really care that you take damage on your own stuff because you can heal it anyway. Um, but the fact that she can teleport into a wood, you know, with the the ability she has, she's got a three up save. She'll be in a wood for a two up save, and you could just Mystic Shield her before she goes trotting off into the woods anyway. Yeah. So she's still going to have a one up, and she can't take an artifact, can she? 
Because she's no, named. She's, she's a named character. Okay, so you couldn't give her the armor to give her plus no, one. You can't give her any ability. That's, that's fine then. But still, but you can get her to a one-up save. She is a wizard it. though. Yeah, so she can shield herself. Mm. So, yeah. um, mercurial aspect. So, Dreich's unparticular bouts of fury are famous as a sudden bouts of melancholy. At the start of each battle round, after Ronald Sue takes the first turn, roll the dice. On a 1 to 3, she's enraged. On a 4 to 6, she is embittened. Her mood lasts until the end of the battle round. Enraged. While Dreich is enraged, double the number of attacks she makes with her slashing talons. <laughs> Flutterflies are sustained by her anger, so you can re roll any dice of a 1. <laughs> are then embittered while Dreitcher is embittered embittered, sorry the sting and agony invigorates her, subtract two from the number of wounds Dreitcher has lost when referring to the damage table squirmlings take delight in her melancholy so you can re-roll any dice of a one when you attack with the squirmlings, so one boosts her squirmlings and the other boosts her like melee and the flutterflies yeah. Um, and then she has this Song of Spite. She uh, has a special kinship with the outcasts, more on that later, who seem to emulate her fury. You can re-roll wound rolls of one for Spite Revenants whilst their unit is within ten of Dreitcher Hammeredreth. So they get to re-roll ones to wound. Pretty cool. good. Yeah. She's a wizard. She can cast one spell. She has Mystic Shield, Bolt and Primal Terror. So Primal Terror, so she screams in anguish and pain. Primal Terror is a casting roll of a six. If cast, roll a dice for each enemy unit within ten, adding two to the result. For each point of which the total exceeds the highest bravery in that unit, it takes a mortal wound. So basically, you've got a uh, Banshee Scream, AoE Banshee Scream. Um, that that bubbles on a ten that combos nicely with a colony of flutterflies. So you do that before because obviously you'd be a bit closer, and then the flutterflies go off afterwards in the shooting phase. There's yeah. even more ways. It's like she is basically a mortal wound bomb. Yeah, and what I like f- as well is she's got a fight. really. There's some really cool ways to debuff your opponent's bravery as well. So that yeah. combos with this. It, it it works really well, like again with the outcasts that we're coming to later. Like I think, just... I think when I if I do a Sylvan farming, I probably am. I'm gonna I'm gonna theme it around Dreitcher. Yeah, um, there's something else that's been overlooked here though. We haven't looked at her attacks yet, have we? Yeah, yeah, because it says you double her number of slashing talons attacks when you're enraged. So she has six attacks basic with that at full at full hit points. That fours yeah. and threes rend one damage to. So that could be twelve attacks, fours and threes rend one damage to. Well, it's gonna be fifty percent of the time, isn't it? That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's what about her other attacks, her fawn slender vines. Two D six. Fours and fours, damage one. So that's still pretty good. Lots of small attacks. So what I think about her, she's got a heck of a lot of damage output, she's a wizard, and she's got um a really good armor save. And she's and got very wings. good AOE abilities. Yeah. So you you then take regrowth again on your on your standard sort of like branch wraith or something like that, and you'd try and or even she take herself, try and heal herself, you know, because she's healing d6 wounds a turn. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty good, isn't it? It's uh, really good. Yeah. So 
Dreitcher, big thumbs up from me. Love it. Well, Amazing. there's something else as well. What's she that? can take the command ability that gives her plus six range. No, she can't. Oh, she can't. Okay. Because no, she's a named character. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was just the artifacts. No, so she can't take that. I was going to say that'd be insane. No, all, she, that... all she can take is the spells. That's yeah. Because if you could put the plus six range on her as well for the the scream, that's pretty tasty. But never mind. There you go. So. Spirit of Durfu. Guess who's back? Durfu's back. <laughs> Sim Shady? What? Yeah. yeah. Say my name. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, these are like the shards of, of like the legendary Durfu. Uh, they're kind of like his essence. Now, what this means is that you can have more than one. So amazing. And he can take all the command things and everything because he's just a normal guy. Just amazing. a normal guy just hanging out in, in the woods with a sword. With his, with his sword and his smashed up face. That's it. So I'm so um, pleased I painted my dirt through as I was going to use as a Tree Lord Ancient. Yeah. This is all. Yeah. Is uh, he is he essentially the same stat line as what Durfu was before? No, he's uh, better. No, he's he better. looks a lot different. He's got twelve runes, free up save, movement five, bravery nine, verdant blast, fifteen inch range attack, with six attacks, fours and threes, minus one damage D three. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, his guardian sword, three inch reach, amazing. Three attacks, freeze and freeze, minus two rend, damage six. Yeah, <laughs> obviously at three wounds it drops to d6. Not like you can heal him, though. Is it? Oh, it's, not, it's not like he can't be healed by a multitude of different things. Yeah, uh, and he's got his massive impaling talons, one attack, freeze and twos, minus two rend, damage one. That's your standard tree man impale. That's your standard impale, basically. Yeah. So you've got the standard, you've got the standard groundbreaking stomp. You're in three, four or more, minus one to hit. Uh, uh, teleport through woods, tree man ability as well, isn't it? As yeah. well. So he's got impale. So that's if you inflict a wound with his impaling talon, roll a dice. If you exceed the number of wounds as remaining, it's dead. Spirit paths. He can teleport along the spirit paths. Um, so that's just a standard. Uh, so that's that's not the same as the. The sort of the army special rule is not as good, but it's it's still there. So if you're not I using th- an all Sylvanef army, you can still take advantage of it. I think that's a standard tree man special rule, isn't yes, it? it where is, they yeah. can just yeah move through the trees and stuff. Yeah, so all, all the cool. tree all the tree man lord things have it. So yeah, guardian sword makes extra D three attacks if he's in free of a wildwood. Pretty good. Just create yeah. a wildwood near him. Just pop pop a wood behind him to buff him. Why not? Yeah, all Sylvanef units within eight add one to their bravery. That's the champion of the Everqueen's will special rule, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Verdant Blast, when he attacks with Verdant Blast, you can declare he would channel his life force to intensify it. Add two to the attacks for the rest of the turn. If the spirit uses the ability, he takes D3 mortal wounds at the end of the shooting phase. You can hurt yourself to make it better. Oh no, just cool. heal it back up. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. Um, the, the, the next rule, the one that I really like. Solemn I mean, Guardian. Right. Spirits of Durfu belong to no clan or glade, instead answering directly to the Everqueen. They are her sworn protectors. 
and when she sends to battle, they stand in defense for chosen commanders. If an attack that targets a friendly Sylvaneth hero within six of a spirit of death who causes a wound, roll a dice on a four or more, the wound is inflicted on the spirit of death who instead. You can make a save roll as normal. So absorb a load of wounds and wow. then heal them all back up. What I would do, or what Russ pointed out to me the other day, is you put two of them next to the Everqueen. They then do take D3 wounds and take their Verdant Blast. She then heals them. Or if yeah. anyone tries to attack the Everqueen, the spirits then take the hits and then she then heals them. So essentially it gives the Everqueen 24 additional wounds to play with and who that can be is, healed. Who in their right mind is going to try and fight the Everqueen when you've got two tree men doing damage six stood next to it, plus the beetle that does damage five? She she doesn't need the tree men. She just, she's hench on her own. That's true. Yeah. Pretty good. Spirit Derfu. There you go. I'm so pleased they got the model back because obviously when he went legacy and stuff, you know, the model's just so cool. It's probably the best tree man kit, I think. Ooh, I, I like the tree man ancient. I haven't built five of them. I like the ancient. I like them all actually. I think they're all the old yeah. man with the staff and the beard. I like him. Yeah, I need to build another tree man ancient. So Tree Lord Ancient, probably a good segue. Cool. Uh do you want to do this one, Terry, as you like the old man? Yeah. Um He's not really changed a lot, has he, from the original Tree Lord? I'm just looking well, at his rules. He's got a command ability now. Oh, yeah, he does. And he's a hero now. Yeah, well, he was a oh, hero. No, he was I don't think hero. They, yeah. they didn't have Silent Communion rule before, did he? Okay, so Silent communi- uh, Communion. Uh, in the hero phase, a Tree Lord ancient can commune with the realm roots, calling forth a glade of trees. Roll a dice on the result of four or more. You can set up a Sylvaneth Wildwood. Each Citadel would must be placed within 15 of the Tree Lord Ancient and not within three of any other model. Just oh, cool. so not within three of any other models. So you couldn't put it within three of your own models then? No. That's right. Yeah, so I you think... can put it under your own unit and then use that to teleport them, effectively. Yeah, but it's an automatic put a wood down. Yeah, uh, four. Oh, well, four. four yeah. yeah. It's, I think, what... That's Sorry, nice. I was just saying, it can't be unbound or anything, though, can yeah. it? So it's pretty good. I think the the old Durthu rules were that his command ability or his hero phase ability was he could put down a wildwood, and I think what they've done is they've given this now to the Tree Man Ancient, which I think is pretty thematic and cool. And you know you can fail on a four plus because you know essentially if you've got enough force, can you imagine you just blanket the table them because it's a, just a standard command ability, isn't it, or hero ability? Yeah. You know if you roll a four plus five times, that's five woods down on top of the one you've already put down, and whatever you want to put down with Alariel or anything else you can just make the table ridiculous i think there might have to be a, a you know some way of restricting what you do i think it restricts itself because you can't put it within three of any other model um yeah and so, within 15. yeah so they all seem to restrict themselves in that you can't put them within range of other pieces of terrain and it and when the terrain's down you might only be able to slot like maybe one or two woods in between other pieces anyway yeah. yeah, I don't think you need any more restrictions no, than what they have because you just won't. You'll run out of places to put stuff very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the impale that Durfu uh, had, which is the standard uh, treatment. If you do a wound and roll uh, the dice at the end, they're slain. If it's more than their remaining wounds, uh, ground shaking stomp. Durfu didn't have this one, did he? Yeah, yeah. He does. All, so he does. all the tree men have it. Yeah, he's essentially the same as he always was. 
Um, I think his move might have come down from six to five, though. Um, I don't think they've ever movement six. No, I might be. No. I might be wrong. I might be thinking. What's yeah, no, yeah, no, they probably aren't. Um, yeah, he's just got the an extra. He's got a new spell. I oh, know his spell's the same as well. Awakening in the woods, the Waking same. Awakening in the woods, the same. Yeah. But he's got the command ability. So heed the spirit song. Uh, the tree lord ancient speaks to its kin through the spirit song, warning them of approaching dangers. Until your next hero phase, you can re-roll save rolls of one for Sylvaneth units that are within ten of the tree lord ancient. Yes, yeah, pretty good. Re-roll, re-roll um, armor saves of one. Yeah. Why not? You got all your tree men all re-rolling ones on the saves. Three re-rolling ones. Enough. Yeah. I am. Um, I think it's cool that he's got a command ability now, and you can actually take him if you didn't want to take. Alariel or, or sort, of, sort of like Droitcher, I think it makes and sense. He's a hero now, isn't he? Yeah. He wasn't a hero before. No. So that's quite cool. Um, so it gives him access to all the artifacts of power, oh, spells, yeah, command traits. Yeah, you can traits. the extra bits, can't you? Yeah, so yeah. his three-up save could go to a two-up save, just yeah. basic, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, obviously it's got the same shooting attack he used to have as well, the 18-inch range Doom Tendril. Again, I, I, D6 I damage on that. that. It's nice. It's just an extra. Like Russ, when I was talking to Russ about it, he was like, oh, "It's so good because it's just a, a another. It's a it's a mystic. It's a bolt really. You know, that does D6 damage in the, the shooting phase. You're 18 inches away in the hero phase. You arcane bolt something, and then you shoot something with your tendril staff. And if it gets through, you know, doing D6 damage, you could essentially kill a character in, if you get lucky in one turn. Yeah, but there's twos and threes minus one. It's yeah. pretty good. It's yeah, not... it's nice. About the tree lord. Uh, I don't move six. Oh, that's why I got the move six from. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the same, I think. I think I he is the same. Yeah. Impale so, spirit path ground shaking stomp. Yeah, he's, he looks pretty uh, pretty much the same. He, he looks the same. Yeah. So uh, branch witch. Cool. So the new character. So hero. The model's pretty cool. Actually, I, I love the model. Yeah, it's really nice. It, it's got um. It's got like this cool, like scythe thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like like it's gonna go and reap some harvest. I I think it's really nice that they've added another hero to the to the range. Like you know, it's sort of like standard foot hero because you know the branch wraith model that used to be the old Dreicher is really cool, but it is you have to sort of convert it up to make it look a little bit different. Um, and I think this is this is you know a really nice model that is more sort of aimed. It looks more like a dryad, doesn't it, than the branch race that looks more, I suppose, like a spite. Yeah. So this is more like a, a dryad. Well, it's their two new, like, the two directions when we talk about the others. is like the half-wood, half-spirit models yeah. and the dryad-type models. So this is, this is like like a character dryad where the other one is like a character spirit dryad thing yeah um but we'll talk about that more in a minute but i quite like the like the razor worm thing it's on its shoulder as well yeah the bit of is that was it the bit of grub mandibles or is that something completely yeah different? it's just a little bit of grub thing it's yeah. like something like a little pet it's pretty pretty horrible i love the model i think to be honest this release for me, is probably the most exciting release that that's happened with Age of Sigmar since the Stormcast Eternals, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys agree, but it's just amazing. I think it's it's great because it's a whole new range. Yeah. And it's the book that has the new direction of the magic law, the items, the first one. Yeah. So what what's kind of a little bit disappointing is stuff like the Iron Jaws book doesn't have any of that. No. 
and it, it just feels a lot lacking. So it had an awesome model range, and the Battle Tome just doesn't do it. It just doesn't do it for me. No. And then you've got like the Flesh Eater Court book, really cool, but obviously no new models. But again, they don't have any of that either. So like anything that's come out before kind of feels a little bit hard done by that it's been released already. Yeah. Uh, apart from Seraphim, because they can go away and, and die. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, um, so I, I mean, I, I'm sure they will come, when they come back around, they'll do stuff for them. There'll be order ones, death ones, you know, chaos generic ones that you can just take. Um, but it's, it's something cool about having a themed, like, law of magic and a themed set of items just for your little faction. I think yeah. that's cool. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing what others they come up with with different armies. Mm. Um, but anyway, we talk about this model. Yeah. That's so it's not particularly combat-y, um, but it's a wizard, isn't it? No, it's not. Yeah, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a wizard. Yeah. So it's uh, two attacks, fours and threes, no rend, damage two, two-inch reach, and one attack, fours and fours, minus one, damage one. So not exactly going to chop everything up. It's nah. pretty... Backluster in combat. Uh, then it adds one to hips within three of a wildwood. That's, um, that's pretty cool. You know, the, the dryads normally get to do that with a spell, with a sort of like their enrapture ability as well. So I think it's sort of being consistent by allowing sort of like the dryad character to add one to hip. Yeah, five wounds, five up saves, so not very resilient. Yeah. And it says as well that if she's wounded in the combat phase, she makes four attacks rather than two with the scythe. Uh, very situational. Magic's wizard uh, uh, cast one spell, and it has the spell Unleash Spites. A casting value of a five uh, summons a swarm of malicious spites, which spiral outwards and attack those. So, um, for each enemy unit within nine, roll as many dice as a result of the casting roll, um, and each result of a six is a mortal wound. So you've got like a mini brave, like a mini explosion. Yes, it's almost a bit like the the Alarial, um metamorphosis, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, but it's it's like because it's like a bubble. Yeah. Every unit within nine. Obviously, you could boost that to be every unit within fifteen by giving her the the, the buff. You can also up her save a little bit, can't you? If you wanted to with the the arcane stuff. I don't think you're going to put too much. No, you wouldn't. I, into her but she could be surrounded by dryads mm. and then obviously like she when she kind of just goes off as like a little bomb yeah i don't think it's amazing it's all right it's very situational um but you know not not too not terrible but i i don't see it really being a big part of your army you might have one just for yeah. a bit of flavor but uh, there's no sort of synergy with other units with it it's kind of not very good in combat I don't know. It's all right. I just I like the model, but I don't think it's particularly brilliant in the game. I think you know, dependent on sort of like the points cost in the general's handbook, or depending on how it's pulled at South Coast. I think it's a cheap way of getting Mystic Shield on, you know, and and unbinding. Mm. Depending on the point value, I don't think it's going to set the world on light, but uh, you know, a light. But then I don't think the the branch wraith did either. I think they were just nice to have there as a you know a utility piece to either Arcane Bolt if someone gets in range or, or Mystic Shield. You know, I think the, yeah, uh, the un- Unleashed Spikes is quite a, a reasonable spell with a low casting value, so you could probably use that to, to a reasonable effect as well. But like you said, I, I, I can't see you taking more than one uh, uh, push, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think she's all right. I mean, I think I'll probably take her over the Branch Wraith. Yeah, it's a shame because... I've painted three Branch Wraiths. 
Because <laughs> she's basically like uh, five attacks, sorry, five wounds, five up save, three attacks, fours and fours, minus one damage, one. Yeah. Um, you must minus one to hit her if she's within three of a wildwood. So, um, pretty good if against shooting. Yeah. Because you get like an extra minus one to hit her from shooting. Um, she's a wizard. Sure. Rouse to Wrath. Casting value is seven. Set up unit two d six dryads. Honestly, I don't think you'd ever take one of these in your list. No. I just don't see the point. They, I mean, I, I took three. At, uh, no, one at the weekend when I, we did the the tournament, and you know, I, I didn't cast that, the Rouse to Wrath spell at all. You know, I only took it as part of formation. And you know, if she's just so easy to kill, um, she doesn't really do a lot when she fights. She's just a support character, really, for casting. You know, think if you want wizards, take take Truman Ancients. Yeah, I mean, if you want, and if you want a wizard to support wizard, I'd think you're better off taking the Branch Witch. Yeah, because it's got a bit more usability. But then, saying that, you might want to just have some healing platforms and be a minus one to hit with shooting. Well, I mean, they can always have again, like Branch Wraith. Yeah, you take the Branch Wraith, depending on how it costs, you can then give it regrowth. You know, because they can have that extra spell, can't they? You know, we have to. I suppose you have to take into account that they can have the extra spell now from the wood, uh, the, the sort of like the deep wood lore. Um, if you're using it, sort of like you know, if you have one or two of these just behind tree men, use your tree men as the actual like the fighting part of the army, and then just regrowth them back each time. You know, each hero phase to try and keep them alive, because um, you know it's quite a reasonable spell to cast. Yeah, I think you know any, you know, you've got some if they're cheap wizards. It's a wizard at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not, not terrible. Depends. Um, I don't think they're usable, depending on the, the, the points cost. And, uh, I mean, in the safe case, what, they're pulled at four. So, hmm. you know, I think at four you'd take one, wouldn't you? Because you could just give it that, that heal ability. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. So um, we're going to sort of go through the uh, the new stuff now, yeah. I think, the new units. I so, love these so much. Is it the tree revenants? Yeah. Okay. So... These guys, I don't know if you'd probably be able to see pictures of them now, but they're basically like the new, the sort of the other side of the silver where they've got like the half tree, half spirit. Yeah. And these guys are like <clears throat> the like the benevolent spirits. So the tree revenants move with flowing grace, flickering along the spirit paths to carve their way through the enemy ranks. These forest spirits, warrior aspect echoes. The protectors from Sylvaneth law, while their highly ritualized way of war lends them to lethal speed and skill. So these are basically like the, the sort of the disciplined good ones. Yeah. These are the um, more humanoid ones, aren't they? Of the two, yeah, the ones, yeah. the elven, elvenoid ones, I should probably say. But. Yeah. So five or more models. They have one wound each. Five up save. Bravery six. Movement five. So it yeah. doesn't sound particularly brilliant. Um, they fight with a variety of enchanted blades, which is two attacks, fours and threes, minus one damage one. Mm-hmm. So not pretty good in combat. I mean, for that, you know, like two attacks each with rend. The rend's good. Right. You know, hitting on fours and stuff. I mean, again, I compare everything to a, a Stormcast Eternal these days. But um, I think you know the, the you know they're not bad, dependent on the the, the costings of them, and the models are, are like amazing too. I'd rather take these over over dryads just on that profile. I think on their own so far. Well, I think you're getting onto the next rules. You yeah, probably will. You will be um, taking them over dryads. Yeah. So. so the leader of the unit is a scion, so it has a protector glaive or an enchanted blade. 
Enchanted Blade makes four attacks rather than two, but if he's got a Glaive, that's two attacks, falls and freeze, minus one damage, two. So you get some extra damage or you get double attacks, so I don't know what, probably better to take the extra attacks, I don't know. It's much of a muchness. Um, models in this unit may bear Glade banners. Uh, any Glade banner can pile in six inches. So it doesn't say anything about you can pile in if you're within six so like i actually found out at the weekend yetis have this piling if you're within six of the enemy which gives you loads of options like you can move within four inches of the enemy don't declare a charge and then fight another combat they pick a unit to fight back so and then you just pile in and attack and they they, otherwise you basically get to attack first in two places um but they don't have that bit of this rule, so it's just piling up to six. So you still got to be within three to pile in. So but what it will mean is that you can get round and envelop, and you're not so prone if you're in a line to get like charged on the end and then not be able to fight back. Yeah. Um, I think the piling six, like you said, is really good, especially if you're you're in that unit. You can then get yourself in a more sort of like. Um, a better position to, to sort of like hold and obviously that combos nicely with some of the other stuff as well that, that, that you're going to get to in a second yeah and the waypipes so models in the unit may play waypipes instead of moving in the movement phase the unit can walk the spirit path so remove it from play set it up so all models within three of a sylvan wildwood or the edge of the battlefield winner mm-hmm. and more than nine for the enemy so you can basically just go I'm going to set my unit up here and I'm going to charge you which is really, I mean, you could essentially go in, pile in six inches, and then in the movement phase in the following turn, retreat out of combat. Is it with that clank? Could you do that? Right. Instead of moving in the movement phase, you're not moving, so you're not retreating. So you just take them off the table and put them on the edge of the table edge, yep. out, of the way, out of combat. Yep. So you yep. can go in, alpha strike, weather a rain of combat, and then just go, right, I'm retreating, and then put them on the other side of the table. And... No, retreat, just pick them up and deploy them and charge something else. Yeah. It's not a retreat, is it? No, it's the movement phase, I suppose, yeah. Just remove it from play. Yeah, yeah. Then set it up, so it's not you're not retreating. No, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so and then um, they have the ability martial memories. So this will help you to get in your charges on, basically, and also for your battle shock. Um, I think if I'm doing armor, I'm going to have loads of these guys. Yeah. They're awesome. So um, once per phase, that's per phase, you can reroll a single dice for this unit. This could be one of the dice you see how far it charges, a hit roll, a save roll, battle shot test, whatever. Um, or if you're slain by deadly strain. So it's one dice per phase for the unit you can reroll. So it makes that getting that charging on a nine that little bit more reliable. Yeah. You know. yeah it does, definitely. Yeah. Especially if you one of the dice is a five or a six. You're yeah. then doing it on a 50-50, basically. Yeah. I think, um, again, they're, they're, the models are amazing. The rules are amazing. It's a shame I've got 50 dryads painted because I think that I'm going to be, you know, adding these in instead of dryads. I don't know. I think dryads are still good. I think you're writing them off. I, I, I think, yeah, yeah you, I'm glad I've got them painted. I've always got them there to fall back on, but I, I don't think they're, I mean, again, I don't think they're going to take a mainstay of the army. You know, there's too much other cool stuff that that you can use. Admittedly, the new added silver nephew rules are quite handy to be able to teleport them around. So... See, I, yeah, I, 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 when we talk about, we'll talk about dryads in a minute, but yeah, <clears throat> well, let's talk about now. Yeah, let's do now. Cool. So dryads, I don't think they've changed. Uh, no, they're exactly the same. But what they do, so why would you take dryads? So you've got a 
you've got minus one to hit them if they're within three of a wildwood. Yeah. So straight away that that's pretty strong. Mm. Because you you're so minus one to hit is a pretty good thing, you know. You can string them out nicely and make you know adjudicators that are shooting you hit on fours. Leave, you know? leave one within three. Yeah. Of a wood and string out, and when you charge, just like, leave a tail behind you. Yeah. To get the buff. Um. So, and then you've got in your combat phase, you can enrapture a unit, add one to your hit rolls, so you're on threes and fours. Yeah. So the other guys are basic fours and threes with rend. So these would be. F- freeze and falls with no rend yeah <clears throat> but you've got extra reach so they're effectively the same and a good move then, of seven i suppose yeah they move quicker um and then you've got this impenetrable thicket so um you can add one to the results of save if it includes at least 12 models so you've got a better save yeah so better save you've got a minus one to hit them and they get Plus one to hit, so they're they're all right. Yeah. I mean, they're not terrible. I, I think it's 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 only against one unit the enrapturing the enrapturing something. Yes, it well, is. Yeah. It's only in your turn, but it's yeah. it's it's still okay. It's not. I think they're okay. I don't think they're they're not of something you oh. would never take. Oh no, no, they're definitely usable. I think that you know, as just objective grabbers or sort of like table core like holders. You know, I think mm. you you want to be taking at least a unit of sort of like twenty four. Um, you know, just to keep yourself above that 12 for as long as possible. I think even maybe a unit of 30 might be quite good. Um, yeah. The problem I've, I I found with them is that with them being on 32s, you know, even though they've got the 2-inch reach, it can be quite difficult to get them all into combat. Um, Man, try playing an army with 32 mils with 1-inch reach. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> there is that. Um, I think fast movers, you know, the move 7 is really good. You know, they, you know, you don't have to roll that high to get be able to get them across. You know, move ten inches a turn to get them into sort of like different places. Can't teleport, though, can they? No, but they can teleport between. Well, they can. Can't yeah, they? but they're not. But they can. I, I don't know. They're not tree revenants, are they? That's. The I thing. think the I think the tree revenants are awesome. Yeah, they're not tree revenants. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I, yeah. They're... I'm so glad I didn't waste my time building giants. Oh, burn. Oh, <laughs> don't like. No, there's uses for giants. I'm going to make giants work until the tree revenants. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to go on to the next Revenant unit, the one that I wasn't, I wasn't so sold on the artwork um, that, that that we saw, but n- now I've seen the models. The models are ridiculous. They're like amazing. I love these. Yeah. The, so these are the spite Revenants. So these are like it says wherever Sylvaneth are graceful and suffused with life magic, the spite Revenants are shrieking terrors from the depths of a nightmare. Light and shadow flicker weirdly around these ghastly creatures as they tear and bite at their victims, rending to bloody tatters, and you do not simply fling down their weapons and flee. They're just nasty. I like I like nasty things. I just like the fact they've put a bit of that nastiness into the army. Yeah. Um so same stat line, you know, five inch move, one wound, five up save, bravery six. Okay. Cruel talons and fangs, one inch reach, three attacks, fours and fours, no run damage one. Pretty underwhelming. So five or more models, they don't have weapons, they just rip at them. Um, the Shade Stalker has an extra attack as your champion. Now, this ability, I really like this. Whispers in the Dark, scenery within eight of Spite Revenants is haunted. Your opponent must roll two dice when taking Battleshock tests within three of those terrain features and use the highest result. That's really cool. So that immediately has a an effect to shut down the demon come back on a one thing unless yeah. you roll in a double one <laughs> yeah. yeah 
and also it, it also combines with some of the other items where like if you've got Dreitcher and you're doing that like bomb but it's scenery it's scenery within eight it's haunted so it's not like you have to be close to the enemy you could be near the scenery that's near them uh, i just think it's, so you could be quite far away so it's not too bad it says and it's a scene within eight inches so you could be in the center of the table and be within eight inches of about four different pieces of scenery and it's yep. all haunted you know, and then yeah. you you shoot them with something if you had shooting things in your army, and then within eight you're adding two to that battle shock. Yeah, yeah. Well, not adding two dice. Sorry, they're not they're not decimators. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've also got unbridled malice. Yeah. So any enemy units within three must subtract one from their bravery. So you've got minus one, and you'll probably be at minus two. Yeah. So you're basically looking at. You're basically rolling two dice, picking the highest at minus one bravery, and uh, so that's pretty good. And if you're using Dreitcher Hammerdreft, you've got a nice little combo with a Shriek spell. Yeah, they reroll um, ones if they're within ten when they're fighting as well. Yeah, and also she's got this thing. Obviously, when she does her Flutterfly, she's going to hurt yourselves, but you're going to do damage on lots of units, and that's lots of battle shock tests at minuses, and yeah, which is pretty good. How how, um, how would you see these? Would you see them in big units, Russ, or do you think you know? Yeah, you've I think you've got to run them big. Run them in tens or. Well, you even run small units that are there just to buff, like debuff, yeah. and you put them behind your stuff. They're not really, they're not really frontline units, or you just run big units of them and just use them as bodies that have lots of attacks. I can see thinking about it, sort of like the revenants with the the sort of the the, the tree revenants. You see them in like two units of twenty, and maybe the spike revenants in like two units of ten. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that's. I think I'm going to be. Probably looking at about those numbers to start. Yeah. So I start playing around and see what things work. But yeah, they look—they're just—they're cool. I think they're really good. I—I I, I like the fact that they may not be the most hitty things out there, but when they combo nicely with the rest of the army, and the fact that you know, even if you—you you could, there is probably legs in in running them in big units and then just healing models back into the unit with you know, if you're taking a Lariel and stuff, and then you know, trying to. And she wouldn't from... heal models because they've only got one wound each. Oh. So when you heal, you only get models. That wounds yeah, I was going to say regrowths heals wounds, not models, isn't it? Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So that be yeah. you have to you have to have enough models in the unit then to, you know, allow for the the, the damage you're going to take because with a five up save you're not going to be really staying around long. But I don't think that that's not really their thing, is no. it? They're there to be like nasty, no. get in, get the claws in. Thing yeah, is, do, they might only have a five up save, but you have to get rid of them. Yeah, they got it, three attacks each. You've got to kill them. Yeah, it's the next. I thing. think they look cool. It's the next things that will be the the frontline troops and the other things will be the buffers, won't they? I suppose. I I quite like the idea of right. So they're all your little guys. Yeah. And we talked about all the big guys. What we haven't talked about is the mid-sized guys, <laughs> the Kernoff hunters, the elite of the Sylvaneth Wargroves. The Kernoff hunters are free spirits who fight upon. The orders of the Ever Queen herself, strong, swift, incredibly skilled. They are the embody the power of the hunter god Kernoff in every blade swing and bow shot. Yeah, picking off their enemies with frightening efficiency. So these are basically the new tree kin. Five wounds so each. Five wounds each. Four up save. Move five. And these models are awesome. They're, They're like mini treeman units. I love them. The, the, the guy with the two-handed sword running looks like amazing. He looks like a baby Durfu. It, they're just... Oh, they're so good. Um, 
Yeah, I love these. These models are like, I love the treatment models. I didn't like the drive models. Now I could do an army without touching the drive models. So, all win. So these come in units of three. So I'm, I'm yeah. assuming they're in boxes of three. I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do they arm with then, Terry? Kern off great bows. So you don't need to put judicators in your Sylvaneth army. Uh, well, some units also could have a great sword, while others have kern off scythes or great bows. I like, so you've got a few options. I like the great yeah. bows. I'll go with that one yeah. first. I think 30 so. 30-inch oh. range, two shots, fours and threes, rend one, D3 damage. Win. Pretty good. So if you've got a unit of three with three bows, six shots, rend one, D3 damage. They're basically flamers with rend yeah. and a longer range. A 35-inch threat range. They're awesome. Have they got any other abilities strapped to that bow shop before I move on? No, it's no. Just, that's, that's pretty much it. So then you've got the great sword, uh, reach of one, four attacks, threes and threes, rem one damage two. It's pretty tasty as well. That's like pretty standard. I think that you, you would take the the great sword. I think just because of the extra attacks. I mean, oh, I know that. I don't know. The, the scythe's good, but. Two yeah. inch range, three uh, attacks at threes and threes, rend two, D3 damage. Now, having used tons of stuff with D3 damage, I'd rather have damage two. Yeah. The amount of times. I think the only reason is the extra rend, yeah, though, isn't it? The yeah. amount of times I've rolled my the D3s, one. like with the Deceiver, when he gets his five attacks through and you get your five lots of D3 through, you roll all ones and twos. Like, oh, it could have been 15 damage, but it's six. <laughs> yeah. I um, I, I think the, the next bit, the Quivelings, Vicious Claws are pretty cool because on the models with the, the Kronoff Great Bow, if you look, there is like a, a little monster which looks like it's got sort of like arrows in the quiver. And that yeah. is what fights for the, the Kronoff Hunter when he's got his bow. So that's three attacks at fours and fours, like range one. But I just think it's kind of cool that they've said, well, you've got a bow, you're not going to fight let, yeah. let the little dude do it for you. Yeah, like the bird, the yeah, the bow guy. Um, yeah, Huntmaster's pretty good. The champion plus one to hit, so you you his bow's hitting on threes. Yeah, that's oh. pretty nice. Can you can you? I mean, I actually think you could probably run them however you like. You're always going to see, I think, units with archers, especially if you're a bit, you know, shoot heavy like I am. I I think you take two units of six, all with bows. All with bows and just shoot the world off. And then just. I don't know, I think you just take swords and just chuck them in your opponent's face. They'll be able to teleport, won't they? They've got the Sylvan F keyword, go through the. Yeah, I think for shooting you use your spells and you use your Tree Lord Ancient. Yeah, I suppose. Just... And your Durfu. I don't think you've got so much shooting in the army with your abilities and stuff. I don't. I mean, one unit of bows, yeah, maybe. I, I honestly, I think you're getting more if you're just chopping people up. Yeah, I think yeah. what I'd probably do is I'd like to take a unit of six great swords and then two units of three with bows you know and do it that way and then that way you've got like a combat unit that pumps out reliable damage with the damage two i mean yeah i know it's rend only rend one but you know there's a lot of attacks going out there's a few extra rules that we get to in a minute but i think if you've got that backed up with the archer guys as well then it combos with stuff i mean it, again it all depends on what the the costings are under like safe coast pools or like the general's handbook but um because you know realistically i'd like to have a you know an alarial army with one of everything but i don't think it's going to fit well i don't know we might be able to do it but i don't know but the um i like the, the abilities, abilities. Um, 
Yeah, I do. Tangle yeah. Pawn Thicket. It's amazing. Gone so, the start of either player's charge phase. So, if they're about to charge you, go into Tangle Fawn mode. Yeah. Gunner Hunters can sprout a thick weave of thorned branches until the end of the turn. They cannot move except to pile in up to one inch. That's not bad. Um, and then you re-roll all failed armor saves. So, if you took the scythes with the rate reach of two, that's not actually that bad then, because you're only getting to pile up in up to one, but you still have the reach from the scythes. So, yeah, I think they they do have legs taking the Ren two scythes because you might want that reach if your opponent's a bit crafty. So if you you know, they could position their charge in such a way that if you can only pile in up to one inch, you don't get any attacks of your great swords. Yeah. So having that size makes it that extra inch. They might not be able to just, you know, get those extra few models out of rate, out of reach. So, don't know. Interesting, but really solid rule anyway if you want to go tanky. Yeah. I like the fact you can use it in your turn as well if you're already fighting to stay tanky. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be because you do it in the charge phase. You can go. Well, I'm not going to charge anyway. I'm already in combat, yeah. so I'm just going to so keep going to save and get a reroll of saves. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. It's not going to, you know, a cheeky Mystic Shield on them as well. You know, that's yeah. three three up rerolling. And you might be in a wood two up rerolling. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. this next ability is quite interesting. So Envoys of the Ever Queen. If your general is uh, a Sylvanus hero then any uh, Kernoff Hunters in your army always count as being in range for the command uh, ability, and so do all Sylvanus units within eight. So if we go back to the command ability of um, the Tree Lord, uh, the Tree Lord Ancient, I think is probably the one you want to look at. So... um, Reroll save rolls of one for all Sylvanus units within ten of the Tree Lord Ancient. That's amazing. So that basically means you're rerolling save rolls on every unit of hunters in your army and every other unit within eight of them. That is amazing. I mean, so you've you're, basically got reroll ones on your save on your entire army. Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to have the rerolls on your Thangle form thicket anyway, but having all of your other units, you know, using them like as a channeling pylon to get the command abilities through is awesome. Or that one turn when you double turn and then you use Alariel's ability and then every Colonel Hunter gets to re-roll wounds and every Sylvaneth within eight. That once per game. Mm-hmm. Isn't so, her ability table-wide anyway? It's table-wide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, ignore me then. Yeah, so I think it's the the only one that it really but, goes with is the um, True Lord Ancient. Yeah. Because I don't think the Spirit doesn't have one, does spirit, it? Spirit, if he doesn't, know. No, so I think that's the only one. That, you're you're missing something here. Is this not really obvious? You use inspiring presence on them, and then every yeah. unit of eight is immune, also immune to, immune to battle, shock. battle shock. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's yeah, that's really good. So their low bravery of six and sevens is you can get rid of that by going. I'll put them on the you know this unit in the middle of my army. Everything with an eight is also immune to battle shock. Or you take like multiples, have two units of three, and then. They, they're like a node aren't they so you go right uh, inspiring presence then everything within those two and then everything with eight and you march the army forward being like you said a mean to battle shot yeah that's pretty good yeah that's really good my favourite rule that they've got coming next uh, underfoot yeah at the end of the combat phase pick an enemy unit and roll a dice for each Colonel Hunter um, 
Yeah, each current hunter from this unit that is within one inch of the enemy. On the roll of a four or more, the enemy takes a mortal wound. It's like stomp. <laughs> yeah. Which is really cool. So cool. they're really tanky. They can fight and they give and they buff like pop out mortal wounds on a four up. These are your staple unit, really. I think, I think these are these are yeah. the unit you take as your main combat. These are your units. core. <laughs> yeah. Well, um maybe not. Um we'll find more about that later. So um yeah, so that's basically all the war scrolls. Um it's obviously quite a lot in there. Now I think what we'll do is we'll take a little mini break and we'll come back and then we're gonna go through the battalions and some of that's where some of the flavour is really gonna come in. So uh, we're back in a minute. Come join us this September for the first ever Facehammer Grand Tournament being held at the Element Games Northwest Gaming Centre in Stockport on the 24th and 25th of September. This five-round Age of Sigmar tournament will use the new match play system from the General's Handbook, as well as feature seminars on tactics and painting, and also a painting competition. Tickets are available from July the 4th through the Element Games web store, so make sure you get yours so you don't miss out. See you in September. Okay, we're back. And um, we're not going to go through all the formations because there's quite a lot of them, but we're just going to talk about the the main... Well, we might we might be able to touch on all of them, but we'll, we'll talk about talk about them. So um, you've got the Free Spirits one, which I think is really good. Um, yeah. This is one son of Durfu and three units of Kurnoff Hunters. So there you're like your Tree King guys. Now, this ability is pretty sick. Um, free spirits move without delay to fulfill Alariel's will. In your hero phase, pick either an enemy unit or a terrain feature, and then move each unit as though it was the movement phase. They cannot run. They must end their move closer to the unit or the terrain feature that before they moved. So you basically get to move twice. So pretty ridiculous because yeah. it gives you a lot of a lot of um, range threat on your units. Um, they're not as super speedy anyway, but it does make them quite quick to respond to things. I mean, obviously, if you're playing Sylvaneth, you can teleport, but it it just it's just quite a cool rule. Just allows you to move everything. It's quite a combat you punch there if you take sort of like three units of Colonel Hunters with swords backed up with like a Durthu. You know, that's quite a lot of damage output moving twice. You know, mm. as well. You know, it's a ten inch move essentially, isn't it? Without the run. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, then you've got this Lords of the Clan one, which is a Tree Lord Ancient, uh, one to three Tree Lord Ancients and one to three Tree Lords. This is a bit strange. So basically, in the hero phase, the head of the clan can unleash a chorus, roll a dice for each enemy unit within ten, adding one for each other model from this battalion that was within ten of the enemy unit. If it's a six to nine, it takes D three mortal wounds. If it's ten or more, it takes D six mortal wounds. Really situational bit. Meh, not not brilliant. Um, but it will come into its own later when we start talking about something else. Um, Just quickly, that yeah. Free Spirits one. Yeah. The Son of Durthu, is that? Spirit of Durthu, I imagine. Yeah. So it says one Son of Durthu, is that not meant to be a Spirit of Durthu? Yeah, I think so. That's oh. what it is in the picture, so. Oh, okay. They've probably just got the wording wrong. Oh. <laughs> Good spot, Terry. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, "What's the son of Durfu? Is that? Did I miss that?" <laughs> um, 
No, don't know, because there isn't one, actually. No. And he doesn't have the keyword either, the keyword spirit of Derfu. I'm yeah. sure that'll get FAQ'd. Yeah. Um, Yay, I found something. That's a bit like the Iron Jaws, isn't it? Where they've got yeah. a Z instead of an S. So well, people... that's, that's a simple spelling mistake. That's a completely different word. Shard and Sun are not... You never know whether it would be called... They were called Sons of Durafu before and then changed yeah. it to Spirits. So you never know if that got through, or, you know. Yeah, that's cool. What's the next one, Russ? The Sylvaneth Household. So one Tree Lord, one Branch Witch, and one Unit of Revenants. I think this is a bit weird that you have a Witch and Revenants rather than a... Wraith. A, a, like Dryads or a Wraith. And, yeah. Anyway, but... Uh, discipline of the ages enemy units cannot choose to retreat if they're within three of a household unit in addition units from this battalion add one to their bravery if they're within three of an enemy so this is awesome because your tree lord basically becomes a uh, you can just charge and go you're not you're not retreating ever yeah you're not leaving you can't get out of this combat he's the old unbreakable anchor that just sticks a unit in place and also because you're your like revenants can your unit of revenants can obviously like use their pipes to teleport. It's really strong because a lot of the tactics in like scenario capture games is you retreat out of combat onto the objective. Yeah. You can't do that. You just can't. You just can't retreat. You're in combat. That's it. These these little formations are really small. Yeah, which you'll means find you out. You could why. take tons of artifacts. <laughs> you'll find out why in a minute. Well, yeah, because yeah. there's big ones, but. For each obviously formation, you can yeah. take an additional artifact. So if you take tons of these little households, you can load up your characters with loads of booty. Yep, that's yeah. what's pretty cool. I like it. Um, forest folk, one branch wraith and three units of dryads. Um, so once per game in your hero phase, the forest folk can vanish on the spirit paths. Remove all the models from the battalion and set them to one side. Then set up all the units anywhere within your territory or within three of a Sylvaneth Wildwood. They must be known for the enemy. So you can basically just go, right, they're all going here, and I'm just going to pick them all up and put them here. Uh, pretty pretty strong as it's your territory as well, so you That's can cool. react to things. Um, Again, good for objective capturing games. Yeah, pretty good because you can almost like get be pushing your army forward, and then in the last sort of like last turn, just go wrong. I pick everyone up and drop on the objectives back in my deployment zone. Yeah. That I, I ran off and left open. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's a tree lord anchors you in place. Yeah. Although well, it wouldn't Spanish. stop you. Yeah. So, because uh, you're not retreating. So you yeah, true. And then you have the Sylvaneth Outcast formation, which is three units of Spike Revenants. Uh, Fear the Forest Kin. So, um, in your hero phase, roll two dice for each enemy unit within eight of at least two units from this battalion. For each point which the total dice rolls exceeds the unit bravery, they take a mortal wound. So obviously you've got the the debuff bravery from being within range of them, and then you're basically getting a banshee scream from the units. Quite strong. I, I love how themed the outcasts are, like with the spite revenants. The more we get into sort of like the little combos that they can do, you know, you combo that with with Droichi, you could take like an entire like outcast army almost and just mortal wound people off. Yeah, I think it'd be quite cool. I, I, I kind of um, I wish that Death had some stuff like that. Yeah. Because they've got a lot of things that work around bravery, but they've got no way to manipulate bravery. No. Which kind of is, bit, but I'm sure shit. stuff is going to come in the future. Yeah. So, um, Neff Wargrove, no point talking about that, because you're never going to take that, because it's massive. Yeah. It's one of those big ones, so you can 
look at that. So now what I want to talk about is they've got some special battalions which are based around the different what they call war groves. And they have their they've got these beautiful pages which have got a colour palette on them and a symbol. So they've got different almost like army palette colours. So if you wanted to theme an army, you'd go, okay, this is orange and green, it's the null root war grove. And I'm going to do my army in those colours, and I'm going to use that thing. Or you could go, I'm going to use the Oaken Brow Wargrove, and that's blue and brown and greys and cold palette. Um, then you've got the uh, the Iron Bark, which is like purples and greens, and the Winter Leaf, which is like dark browny green and blue. So there's like they've all got their own colours and symbol and their own theme. I think it's really cool. So it's like, and this. War Scroll Battalion is made up of other battalions and things. So I, these are probably the most interesting uh, battalions in the book. So you've got, so for example, the Oakenbrow Wargrove is one Lords of the Clan Battalion, which is the Tree Lords and Tree Ancients, and it must include more Tree Lords. So you're basically going to have four Tree Men in your army straight off, because you're going to have to have two Ancients and two tree lords in your army. So you've got four tree men already. So it's quite a hefty investment. So you can also have up to three household battalions or up to three forest folk battalions. Or up to It's no, not to one, basically, but it's also got any number of Sylvaneth units. So you can put what you want in the army, basically, for this formation. Um, and it has these rules. So um, the Oakenbrow tree lords and ancients have 13 wounds. They've basically got an extra wound, um, and they've got mighty hosts. Once during the battle in your hero phase, you can replace a unit of oakenbrow dryads or tree revenants that has been destroyed with an identical unit. Set up the unit within six of the edge of the battlefield. So basically, you get to recycle a unit, and it's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you get a special command trait. So an oakenbrow general can have this command trait in addition to any other command abilities have. All friendly silver death units within 15 of your general add one to their bravery. It's okay. It's all right. But it's quite cool if you want to have the extra wounds on your treeman. And, yeah. You know, so it's, it's not amazing, but it's, it's pretty good. Now, this one, the Gnarl Root Wargrove, is particularly good. Yeah, this is the one that I liked, I think. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to have a household battalion. That's the one where you can't retreat. Yeah. But rather than having a tree lord ancient, you've, you, uh, sorry, a tree lord, you have a tree lord ancient, which actually I think is better. Yeah. Um, and then again, you've got lots of choices of things, but they're all naught to one. And actually, in that is an order wizard. So it could be any wizard. Um, mm. And also any number of Sylvaneth units. I think if you took a non Sylvaneth character, though, you would lose the ability to take all the special allegiance abilities and stuff. Yeah, because it, sure. it wouldn't be a Sylvaneth one, would it? If it no, was an exactly. amber wizard or something. Well, an order wizard is any. Yeah, any anything. order wizard, but yeah. if they're not a Sylvaneth, you don't get your Sylvaneth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so you'd have to just use the generic order ones. Yeah. So if a Null Wargrove contains, basically, you've got another ability. If you have everything in the list, you get a special ability. It's called Mighty Wargrove. You never, you're never really going to have that unless you're playing what a massive is, game. So what is the Mighty Wildwood ability? Um, so it's you gauge. 120 and it's on the Sylvaneth Wargrove so it says that um, if your army has the Sylvaneth Allegiance and includes a, a Sylvaneth Wargrove um, then the Wildwood Grove's ability allows you to set up one additional Sylvaneth Wildwoods in addition each time 
one of your units uses navigate realm routes add one to the dice result so it's not amazing so you never it's not really going to come into play to be yeah. honest mm-hmm. so the null root wargrove seekers of knowledge a null root tree lord ancient branch wraith or branch witch is allowed to attempt to cast one extra spell in your hero phases and unbind one extra spell so you basically get two an extra spell on all you guys awesome well if how many does your tree lord ancient have normally one 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 so yeah. he gets one because he's a sylvaneth and then an extra one so he gets three spells no no no. He gets to cast an extra spell. Oh, he gets to cast an extra one. Okay, so he yeah. doesn't know an extra spell. He gets to cast yeah. an extra spell. So but still, he gets to cast. Yeah. So it's better because you basically he's going to get he knows three spells and then you get an extra spell from the law anyway. So you've got four spells. You can cast two. Yeah. It's pretty good. And also, each null root wizard knows the following spell. The amazing spell. Yeah. Verdurous <laughs> harmony. Uh, cast value of a 7 if cast select a friendly silver nephew unit of an 18 one model in the unit that has been slain is returned to life return d3 slain models to units if they're dryads or tree revenants so this you can add models back to your units to your, to your kernel hunters to your tree revenants to your spites to your dryads you know and each wizard knows that so you you know you're going to be dependent on what you can take in your household battalion you, you're going to be casting this spell and, and buffing it back up and i think because your wizard can cast an extra spell you could chuck it yeah. at this and still do your normal spells yeah and you know you can take so you essentially put a model back in a unit and then heal it with if you take regrowth again from the original spell because you can take regrowth can't you on any anything from the yeah the but it won't be wounded will it so no no but you know just in general you could do you know so you put d3 wounds back into another unit and then bring it back afterwards so you say for instance you've got a colonel hunter that took four wounds got one wound left you heal it and then with the next spell you then try and regrow the one that already died earlier on yeah and then get the unit back to full strength yeah if you're taking a unit of three yeah not bad shot but i think this is probably the strongest one of the strongest war graves um yeah. I love the fact it's not to one, so you can you don't have to take the extra bits if you don't want to. Yeah, you exactly. just to fulfil the the household battalion. I think the best bit is any number of silver nephew units. So you can just do oh I don't want to take those formations, I'll just take all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so your formation is whatever you want it to be. Well, outside you, of the fact As long you as you take, take one household battalion. Yeah. yeah. Which which is like a tree lord and some men. Yes, yeah, a tree lord, a branch. Uh, witch and one unit of tree revenants but the tree lord has to be a tree lord ancient instead of a tree lord which i think is better yeah, yeah so you're going to so be taking so that that's your, anyway so it's just a generic that. thing so you're going to have that anyway yeah and then any number of models any as well of so you just load it up or whatever you like yep it's amazing i love i love how like the, the flavor adds um to like army builds and stuff and you can again you can theme it around it it's quite nice it's things i just it's, if this is the way that the game's going to progress with all of these really oh, cool bits, it's going to be amazing. Oh, Yeah, I think so. It's really good. Um, I really like the next one, Heartwood Wargrove. So it's one yeah. free spirits battalion. That's the one where you get to move. But it's going yeah. to have four units of Kernoff Hunters. Oh, I don't really care. They're really good. Yeah, you're going to be taking those anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and it's got the Worshippers of Kernoff. Add one to the Bravery if they're within six of a friendly unit of hunters, um, and then follows the wild hunt. Roll a dice in each of your hero phases, adding one to the roll if there are any friendly units of Colonel Hunters on the battlefield. 
on a roll of six or more, you can replace a unit of heartwood, dryads, tree remnants, or spike remnants that have been completely destroyed with an identical unit. Set up the replacement unit within six at the edge of the battlefield or within a Sylvanus Wildwood more than nine of the enemy units. So, okay, so cool. here's a quick one. So, under, say, South Coast Comp, would that count as your summoning pool? Yeah, yeah. Because you're bringing on a new unit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But it's, you know, it's pretty it's still cool. If you're playing uncomped, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I just like I just like Hunters. I think they're cool. They're amazing. Um, I I do really like the um, I still think the Null Root one is pretty good. Um, the thing is though, there's uses for all of them. You they're know, cool. Some, they're yeah. just not. They're just cool. They're not amazing. Go, they're just. They're just you, you, there's not one where you look at it and go, "This is just rubbish." You would never consider this because yeah. they are actually all cool. And there's no sort of like scream out, this is the most powerful, this is what you'll see every time. Mm. Again, it's all sort of like, you know, I don't want to say like they're balanced because we don't know yet, but on paper they all seem very usable. Yeah, and I think they're quite nice if you want a theme in army as well. Yeah. So the next one's themed around tree revenants. So you basically have it's the Ironbark Wargrove. Now this is one household battalion, that's that one where you can't retreat. But you've got to have an extra unit of tree remnants. So it's one tree lord, two units of tree remnants, and a branch witch. Then you have lots of choices of things you might add and any number of Sylvaneth. And interesting enough, not to two Duarden units. Amazing. So you can actually put dwarfs in it. Or Duarden, I should say. Duarden. Um, <laughs> and then you've got abilities stubborn and taciturn. Half the number of casualties when working out result of battle shock tests for Sylvaneth. Iron Bark unit rounding factions up. For example, if an Iron Bark unit suffered three, then then two would be added to its battle shock test rather than three. So it basically means you're more resilient to battle shock. That's cool. Um, master crafted weapons. You can reroll wound rolls of one for the enchanted blaze, protector glaives, and greenwood scythes used by the tree revenants and branch witches. So you get re- basically reroll ones to wound on all your guys. And then you've got this magical artifact. One Ironbark hero can have the following artifact of power. Ironbark talisman. You can add one to all wound rolls made by the bearer's melee weapons. So, pretty good. Um, because you could give that to like a tree, give one of your treemen. The Shard of Death or whatever. Yeah, adding one to wound rolls. I'm sure there's some stuff that works if you roll a wound roll of something. But, um, hey-ho. Oh, uh, you could actually, couldn't you? Because you could... Is that a command trait? It's an artifact of power. I was just trying to think you could combo that with the um, the Drace Reaper, but you can't. But you do rend four on a roll of a six to wound. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do it. Oh, there you go. Uh, Winterleaf Wargrove. Um, so one Forest Folk Battalion. It must contain an extra unit of Dryads. This is one where you can redeploy. Yeah, that's cool. Um... You can have one order unit, Retributors, uh, <laughs> in there, and then any number of Sylvanath, and there's lots of different formations. So you've got abilities surrounded by devastation. Any Sylvanath Winterleaf units that are set up in the hidden enclave at the start of the battlefield can be set up within three inches of an Ophidian archway and more than nine from enemy models, in addition to other ways it can be set up. So it allows you to come through Ophidian archways as well. Yeah. A bit random, not sure it's going to be that good. But if you've got like a tournament where you've got to take different terrain, you could take an Ophidian archway and two woods, and then you've got like more terrain you can come through. And then, um, embittered by war, 
Each time you make a hit roll of six or more for a winter life dryad, it can immediately make one extra attack. Pretty good. Yeah. And it's got revenge against chaos. You can re-roll hit and wound rolls of one for any attack made by a Sylvaneth Winterleaf unit upon a chaos unit. So you get to re-roll ones against chaos. (sighs) How does that make you feel, Terry? (laughs) Brilliant. I can't wait. This there has to be something coming for me to balance this out in the future. Just every war scroll be like, if it's order twelve damage, take it off, instant death, just get rid of it all to make up for all this suffering. And then this one I'm fairly interested in because obviously this, it's the outcast one. The Dreadwood Grove. Yeah. So That's amazing. Up to four units of spite revenants in your outcast battalion instead of three. So you've got to take an extra unit, basically. Um, so you can re-roll wound rolls of one made by all your spite revenants. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, subterfuge. Roll a dice at the start of the first battle round. On a one or two, you can choose one of the following stratagems. On a three or four, you can use two. On a five or six, you can use all three. So ambush. Um, a dreadwood unit can be redeployed anywhere on the battlefield more than six from an enemy unit. So that's any of your Sylvan F units. You could pick a start of the game. You can go, I'm going to deploy that six inches away from you. Oh, but it's redeployed. So you can deploy it and then go, I'm going to move it. But stick Durfee next to you. I just could a... put six Colonel Hunters next to you with swords. Is a Lariel a Sylvan F unit? Yeah. <laughs> Ruining it. Sorry. Um, then Hidden Attackers. The maximum range of enemy attacks, abilities, and spells used against Dreadwood units is limited to 12 inches during the first battle round. I just, I just ignore your war machines at the start. Yeah, of the it's fine. That's amazing. Um, and then sneak attack. Up to three Dreadwood units can immediately move as the movement phase. They cannot run. So you could pick up, use ambush and put your unit next to a enemy unit. Then you could move it within three. Uh, yeah, can you do that though? Because it's roll of dice. Yeah, but you can to... have up to. It says you can use two of them or three of them. So, so if you yeah, roll you two, you could ambush your six dudes with great swords. Oh my god! Six yeah. inches away from them, and then sneak attack them. Yeah. Uh, and you can drop this in one go. So you go right. I'm going to go first because I've dropped, I've the, dropped entire the entire Dreadwood Wardrobe in, in one drop. Yeah, my entire army. Because your whole army is one drop. If you want it. Yeah, because it's any number of silver enough units, and then you just go right. Okay, uh, everything's going to be right next to you, and uh, we're going to move so we're three inches away, and then we're going to charge and kill you. Yeah, you can do it with one unit. Yeah. Yeah, but a Dreadwood unit. Yeah, but that's six dudes of great swords yeah. that are buffed up. Can you take multiples of the same Wargrove? Take the minimum requirement for the outcast battalion, and then take one unit of Colonel. You have to have then... eight units of Spite Revenants. Mm, suppose. Yeah, so that's stopping. Hashtag worth. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because you can yeah. run them in five, so it depends on how yeah. expensive they are. But I quite like this one. I think it's quite good. I I think it's going to be that's open the... to some really really sneaky things. Some that's a standout one for me. I think. You know the the actual war growth there. It looks. I really think good. I think your the um, the standout ones for me are the Nile route and the Dreadwood at the moment. Yeah. So I um, think I'm going to be basing around the Nile route one because of like you know the the fact that the color palette on my my Sylvan effort is kind of similar to that in the mm-hmm. book as well. 
you know, being that I'm all fluff. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I like this way that you your whole army is one formation regardless of what you put in your army. So you always just go, I'll drop my whole army in one go. See, why Why would you never not put your entire army down to always um, dictate first turn? Because sometimes you're you're giving away where all your stuff is so your opponent can deploy... Yeah, but you can redeploy it all and move it all no, around. No, you only need so... to redeploy one unit, can't you? Yeah, but other stuff can move through the trees and, you know... Yeah. It's using the trees. <laughs> <laughs> to the trees! Oh, no, that's... Uh... <laughs> that's Robin Hood, Prince yeah, of Thieves, is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just don't like I don't know I'm not sure I like that the fact that your whole army is one formation so it takes away any strategical sort of taking it in turns to put stuff down you just go all my stuff is is done yeah, I'm going to make you go first I don't know but, I think it's cool um, but then if you've got like you know your sideboard Terry so, send, so for instance you play somebody who's going to be taking that dreadwood formation that you drop a uh, I don't know a skull cannon say and they go right my dreadwood formation's up in the air and you go cool I'm going to then put a load of gutter runners down on the table and deploy my army and then move the gutter runners so that you can't actually get within range of yeah, anything the gutter you runners can. you can just... combat it and then it sort of like neuters that one trick that they're expecting to be able to do on you first turn but it's still, they can still always force you to take the first turn and play for a double. I, yeah. It's... I don't know. I, I, I liked it when it was like three or four drops was like the challenge of trying to get your army as small as possible to dictate first turn. This like no-brainer. You just go, I'm done because all my army is one formation regardless of what I put in it. Yeah, but you could so. quite easily just, just basically, if you run in a tournament, you could just say... You you can never deploy everything as one drop. You have to alternate unit placement. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. It well, might could, not. It might not be silly anyway. Just what I mean, I'm thinking at the moment is it just makes for very non-interactive deployments. Yeah, but I don't. It never really was. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. I, I just think it's one of those things. It's no I different it's than other people using big formations like Skybound Slayers, for example. Is it really? Yeah, but that's that's three drops. (laughs) Like, I think it's quite a nice counter to like people just running like Nagash and friends, which isn't much fun anyway. So, yeah, well, we'll see what happens anyway. Because obviously, I'm I'm thinking along the lines of what the current thing is. We've no idea what's coming, so you know. I am, you know, I think as well. It it depends what you pay for it, because obviously there has to be a price tag on taking that Wargrove. Yeah. So, you know, it is it is very powerful. It is very good. So you're going to have to pay a premium to take it. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's not going to be a freebie. No, exactly. So uh, it well, all depends assu- on what... Assuming formations cost stuff in the General's Handbook. Well, I mean, it depends if you're doing possibly safe. comment. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Harvest Wargrove... As you say, if Russ is doing Sylvaneth, then at least I know it's going to be under comp for at least two tournaments and oh, safe. Yeah, whatever. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that means everything's under comp because I collect everything that comes out at the moment. Mm. <laughs> um, so the Harvest Boon Wargrove um, it's just one Forest Folk Battalion and some stuff um, Chorus of Magic add one to cast rolls of all Harvest Boon Branch Wraiths, pretty good yeah. um, add one to any run or charge rolls made by Harvest Boon units, pretty good across the whole army, plus one to run and charge and you've got Arcane Treasure the Tear of Grace um, so the Bearer of the Tear of Grace knows an extra spell, which is always generated from Deepwood spell law. In addition, the bearer can add three inches to the range of all their spells. So it's an extra spell, and you get to add three inches. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. That's cool. What, one thing I've really noticed about the Silverneff book is it's really bringing the magic phase back. Yep. Because there's so many extra spells, extra range, get this extra casting roll. Do there's so and obviously you've got the spell law. There's so much new. The magic law is massive. It, it's really bringing the magic phase back. I, yeah. I I think as well, like it's just rich, isn't it? It's just got a richness to it. It's like there's so many fluffy options, different types of wargrove you can do. Like when you look at other bat, batal- like battle tomes, and you look at like the Stormcast one, you've got like Hallowed Knights, Hammers of Sigmar. Celestial Vindicators, you know, yeah. they're all in there. They're all the same. There's no difference. Yeah. It's all very Actually, regimented, wasn't it? The Stormcast yeah. book. It felt even the extremists felt a little bit, or extremists, depending on how you want to say it, saying it felt very regimented. Whereas this, this is, uh, I mean, but you, could you book, imagine like if those Stormcast books had right? Okay, so if you're playing Celestial Vindicators, you've got your own formation, you've got your own special rules, you've got your own items you've got your own command abilities it'd be ridiculous you can you can actually like really theme your army and really throw yourself into a faction like like a a chamber i should say and it's no different to this and what i like about this is that it throw you're sort of going i really like the look of this i like the idea of this i like this and like for me like dreitcher harmadreth with the outcast with the dreadwood formation i really like that idea and i might that's probably what i'll do yeah um and it's viable, but it's cool. It's not yeah, really what I do silver now. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do silver now. Uh, oh, they, I knew this I, was going to happen. I think everyone's going to be doing silver now. Just judging by the quality of the models, how interactive the rules are, and like how they interplay with each other. How I, I, I honestly think Workshop's knocked out of the park with this one. They'll. For a while, they'll be more powerful than all the other armies anyway, because they've got all the new spells, the the items, the artifacts. They've got all this yeah. extra stuff in. They're going to be more powerful than the other armies. I don't think they will for long, because the um the handbook will bring a lot of stuff in. It's not just that though. I mean, you've got the yeah. I think the the Colonel Hunters are good, and you know all the the abilities and the the buffs and the spells. But you've got to remember a lot of their core line troops are like one wing models, other than the Colonel Hunters, and they've got a four up save. You know, they they don't ignore Rend. You know, it, when you start making four, like having played with a lot of Paladins, yeah, the five wounds is really good. But having played with a lot of Paladins is that you shoot them enough with something, you know, anything with Rend and they start dropping. And yeah. I imagine you'll be paying a premium for the Colonel Fender. So whilst they are going to be good and I think they will be strong, I think they've balanced it by the fact that they aren't as, they don't seem as resilient as I don't, perhaps... I don't know, re-rolling armor saves of a four up, three up if you're in a wood and the amount of woods you'll have access to, you'll be moving right. If you play smart, you should always be in but a then, wood for all the buffs. Yeah, but then everyone's got access to Rend, so it, it kind of counters... I think, I think you'll see that the book's going to be good there's going to be some good options. They're not going to be a powerhouse. They're not going to be like, this is now going to win all the time. They're going to be better than everything else. No. Just don't think that exists in AOS. Um, no. Also, by taking one faction, you limit yourself. But obviously, yeah. you get a benefit because you get these extra stuff. Whereas, like, you're not going to be tempted then to drop your, like, oh, I'm going to drop my croak in, I'm going to drop my retributive yeah. banner in, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put, you know, because you don't need to, because you've got the other abilities. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the stuff's quite situational, the abilities. Um, like you say, the front, the normal troops are quite squishy. The, um, the I think it's all about the treatment, this army. It's all yeah. about the treatment. That, that's what it's all about. And, and actually, I quite like that. 
Yeah, I mean, um, having played with the the three treemen at the weekend, uh, I I think that they are a staple for any army. I think you can't. I couldn't see me running a uh, a sword enough army without at least two tree lords and a tree lord ancient in it. At least that's without maybe even like a spirit of Durfu. Again, I suppose it depends on the pooling, uh, how stuff's pooled and how or how stuff's costed in the general's handbook. Yeah, but, and I know, think I think at the end of the day, it's an exciting book. There's lots of cool stuff in it. Yeah, and we still haven't quite finished there's one more thing i just wanted to talk about okay before we talk, talk more about the overview of the book and that is the guardians of alariel formation okay now this one is based on the the hallowed knights and oh, the sylvaneth guys that are basically trying to protect alariel before she hatches basically um so this is this is the force that defends the dormant alariel so this is a branch wraith, the Lady of Vines, two tree lords or tree lord ancients in any combination, two units of dryads, one lord castellan, Loris Grimm, two units of liberators and a unit of judicators. And it's got the song of the Lady of the Vines. So she can give voice to the song in your hero phase. Pick a model anywhere on the battlefield that heals one wound or D3 if it's Sylvaneff. Um, and then you've got Master of Defence. Loris Grimm is a master of defensive warfare. Add one to the save rolls of Grimm and the save rolls of any Stormcast Eternal unit within nine uh, when the save is made for Nass formation. Then you've got Guardians of the Queen Seed. Um, so long as the Lady of Vines is alive, the bravery of all Guardians of Alaria units is ten. So pretty cool. Nice little thematic based around a bit of the story, like a mix between yeah. the two as a formation. I think that's pretty cool. I think it is really that that is just amazing the fact that you get to you know if you if you were playing the missions from uh what book was it the one of the the Ramgate war books you could use that formation and actually really feel like you're playing you know along with it doing the missions from it yeah uh, and I think it's cool I mean I I really like the book it's really exciting it's really nicely laid out there's decent artwork in it I haven't read the fluff yet but I'm sure it's going to be cool um I, I really like some of the combos, some of the options you've got. Um, I think it really comes alive with the magic items, the command abilities. It really gives it a lot of flavour. It's a fantastic product. Um, everyone should buy it, even if you're not collecting them, just because it's cool. It's just a nice yeah. book. Oh, I'll definitely get a copy of it. I think, I think I'll get all the tomes from now on because yeah. they'll have all the stuff in. Yeah, yeah, because you'll want to know what all the magic items and stuff yeah, are as well. I, so. I didn't bother with Fire Slayers or the Ever Chosen or the Bloodbound. I didn't. I just didn't see the point in Seraphon. I didn't. I, I, I've got the Grand Alliance books, but I haven't bought any of the Battle Tomes because they no. didn't have what I needed in them. Yeah, I if you don't like buy it for the show, out the world. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not really into the fluff. I just like taking all the bent stuff. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Each to their own. I mean, yeah. I actually really like all of the battle terms. I think I'm going to end up collecting them. Having read the Fire Slayer one cover to cover and sort of like thinking that that's actually really cool because it gives you like a little snapshot into the world. You know, I'm, I'm sort of like itching to get my hands on the Sylvaneth book to be able to read the, the the fluff and see how it expands. I mean, it's just, I, I suppose, because I, you know, made the decision a while ago that I was going to start adding dryads after Safe Coast to, to my Stormcast army. You know, it just is found nicely for me. And, you know, haven't seen some of the stuff that, that when I was over your house the other day, Russ, and sort of like looking at the book, it just, it, it, it's just so nice. It's remin- I've not been this excited about a release 
since sort of Age of Sigmar, like the run-up to before Age of Sigmar dropped. Yeah, I, I could totally understand that. I mean, for me, um, I can't seem to decide what I want to do. I just seem to collect everything at the moment. I've got my flesh eaters and my death stuff on the on sort of going to be done for Call to War. Then after that, I'll be doing a Sylvaneth Army speed paint style. Um, yeah. And we'll see what goes from there. I mean, it depends what else is going to come out. I might have a bit of a... I was... Because um, I've been reading the uh, the Warstorm book and there's all the stuff with the Rockbringers and 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 it's... I'm just like, oh, I could rebase my Nurgle and I really should. Um and then I was nice thinking, you use your stuff I could get a forge or great and clean one. Yeah, that's a, such a because cool now the too. base doesn't matter, and I've always wanted one. Yeah, do you know that when you look at a model, you go, I really, I really want to use it, but it's got to be on a fifty mil base because it's square bases and angles and all the rest of it. Yeah. Now I look at it and go, I could just have that model. It's it's awesome. It's the probably the best rendition of the great and clean one that I've seen. No, hey, uh, steady know. on, steady on. Oh, yeah. right, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Other than your Glock stock camera. model, stock model. Stock. Oh, st- yeah, I'll give you that stock model. Stock. So yeah. for me, like I was thinking, that's awesome. That model, I could really do. With, I could use that, and and you know, I could rebase my Nurgle, get some more uh, Blight Kings, um, and you know, then I've got a Rockbringer's army. Add start adding Clan Pestilence in. Yeah, I mean, you haven't even painted the Glock in yet, man. I'd love to see you paint the Glock in. Oh, God. I don't know if I... I, don't you, I, I highly recommend that you, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably just do another Maga Flawed. Yeah. I probably wouldn't touch the Glock in. I don't think I'd actually use him in games. He's good, though, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I just don't really want to paint him. Yeah. I, he's just too big a project. Like, to do it in that same style, it's just like a month's worth of work. You, you think how much skin is on that model to match the rest of your Nurgle stuff, how much skin you'd have to paint hand So you've got to paint, like, two other characters as well. Yeah. Two guys stood on the back, is he? So it's like... I don't know. I'm, I, it's just such a big project. You have to be feel pumped for it, don't you? You have to be ready to do it, otherwise you never finish it, and you don't want to get to a point where, like I did with the Star Drake, where you're, like, 80% through and you're there going like this you know for my enthusiasm this model needs to be finished but i've still got another 20 percent of the model to do i guess it's going to be one of those models that you'd I'd paint a bit go away come back paint a bit go away come back paint a bit because if you just try to do it you just wouldn't yeah. finish it yeah first time you put it on the table it dies on the first turn yeah it gets yeah. purple sunned oh <laughs> eighth edition so bad yeah. um but i think the um yeah i mean I, there's lots of options but i think the sylvanif army would be very quick to paint yeah, and be quite fun to play with. Well, so. look how quick I knocked out the stuff that I've done recently. Yeah, I mean, airbrush washes and dry brushes, you're there, and yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's. I mean, what I like as well with the um with the spite revenants and that the like the spirity bit, you can almost do like OSL from it, like glow. Yeah, so you can get all the basic bark stuff done, and then paint the do a bit of overspray on the on the body, and then just shade it down to give it definition. And you, yeah. like, you obviously look like their spirits kind of come hatching out of the tree and glowing. Um, and you could do really nice contrast. Um, so I think I think I will will do a, a Sylvaneth army and I'm definitely going to base it around Dreitcher and the Outcasts, I think. So yeah. um, that's, I mean, I, I, I love Treeman. I've always wanted to run Treeman. So it's kind of Treeman with other cool stuff. Um, you know, with just revenants, I don't think I'm going to bother with dryads. I just don't think I'm going to do any. 
Yeah, I, I, to be honest, after doing the ones, I don't think I'll be adding any more. You know, that with where I am, um, I think I'm I'm excited about adding the revenants to the army, like the the, the fighty ones. Yeah. Um, just need to decide on what I'm going to be doing with regards to the the color palette on my spikes. Um, well, I think I'm you not... do it in that like light limey green color that you've done on yeah. your your branch race. So it's like green, but it's yeah. like washed out pale green. Uh, yeah, and do it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense because I did that. It's almost me. white, isn't it? It's like creamy white, but it's got a green tint to it. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, it's the new Citadel paint. I love them. It was I did. There was it Death World Forest and Nurgling Green. Oh, and I just, really nice those colours. And I just blended them up and then put a little bit of white in the in the Nurgling Green, and it just yeah. really set it off. It's just really nice. Yeah, I love those paints. I used a lot of those on my Nurgle. So yeah, really nice, really nice paints. I mean. I just don't feel like GW can do any wrong at the moment. No, that's the problem. It's like you just yeah. everything's just too good. Just uh, sculpts and cabbages. Overly, <laughs> just feel like overly positive about everything, and you know, people going, "Oh, why?" You know, you being overly positive about everything at the moment. And it's like, well, it's, there's nothing negative. There's nothing to be negative about. You know, yeah. um, yeah. if if there's stuff that you know we 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 not think is brilliant, we'll say, but. To be honest, like they, they haven't really put a foot wrong um, no. with this. I can't, you know, I can't pick holes in this release. There's nothing to pick holes in, and you know, I think it's cool. I think, I think the, um, the my my excitement for the Iron Jaws fell off a cliff, as I've mentioned, like for several reasons. I just, I think they're gonna eventually they'll have like the Tomb King syndrome, where like they read an early book out, other stuff's come out that's cooler. And people, the, the sort of the writers have found their feet with where they want to go with the rules and stuff, and started to make more yeah. interesting battle tomes. Whereas the Iron Jaws are just a bit bland; they just they just are. But, but, but with the great stuff's coming out. Exactly. They they you know in a year's time they could be still well, they could, called. But they could or, release Oryx and Iron Jaws, but you know new formations, new yeah. But I mean, well, they could do it in the campaign books, release some Iron Jaw formations. And also they could go, well, actually, we're going to release, like they did with the Stormcast Extremists, we'll do an Iron Jaws Blah book and add these extra stuff in. Uh, yeah. yeah, Iron Jaws Big then, Boys book. And then just put, <laughs> just just put like the synergies in that book, which then work with the older stuff. And then it yeah. just, together, you've now got a full army. And then you could put all your special, like, allegiance abilities, command abilities, spell artifacts, artifacts in there. Stash. You know, yeah. and, and I think, you know, and I'd like to see, like, magic, different types of choppers you could give you guys. And I think it'd be, that'd be really cool. And then, then I'll probably go back to the Iron Jaws and actually get them on the table. Um, but for now, I've got them. I'm not, I'm not going to get rid of them. I'm going to get rid of some of the boxes because I went a bit mad. But I'm going to keep a, a force of Iron Jaws, uh, and I, when I when they I feel like it, I'll go back to them. I mean, the plan was always to mix them with Moon Clan Grots, so uh, Battletoe Moon Clan. Imagine that. Oof. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? It's. I just. I mean, it's just the way that they they're going at the moment. It's just like everything that they do now just seems to interplay and work together. I, I mean, I don't know what's what, but you look at the Silver F and you see how it's it, you can see the three ways to play in that book yeah definitely i mean i haven't even touched on the scenarios or or, or you know narrative play aspects in there um, yeah. but there's some special scenarios in there and the story and and fluff i mean i haven't touched any of that yeah and we still yeah, I mean, ordered for like a couple hours about it you know what i mean yeah 
I mean, yeah, it's like you look at it and you think three ways to play. It's there for the people like ourselves, like structured, you know, structured gaming, you know. And then they've also mentioned in the whole sort of like, you know, choose the one that's thematic for your backstory, for your character, you know, and you can just put down all those massive wargrove formations. I, I think, you know, they've, the, if this is what we're gonna expect going forwards, then it's the best time to be in the hobby ever, I think. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Yeah. It's just, it's just exciting times. Yeah. yeah. Just can't wait for Battle Tome Nurgle or something. Just, oh, give, give me my new, my new Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Papa's got a new bag. Yeah. Well, I think that there's, there's obviously going to be a lot of exciting things coming out. We'll cover it. We'll do shows like this on Battle Tomes when they're out. Um, you know, when we have a bit of time as well. Um, because I think it's quite useful to sort of really talk about the rules, synergy, some of the options that people may miss if you look over it. Um, and so if, if, I mean, this is early days. We've not played any games. We've just, look, I mean, we've barely looked at the book, to be honest. So we might have some stuff wrong or miss some things, but hopefully that the um, people will be on the scene playing Silver Neff armies and it's something cool to play against and to play with. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So, um this shows we recorded this a while ago, so it's gone up probably on the, the release weekend or if they've let me release it earlier. But um, yeah, hopefully um, you, this is useful for you guys and it's got you all pumped for doing Sylvaneth. And uh, yeah, I just if say you're... go along to Element Games and buy your Sylvaneth stuff. Yeah, remember to click through the link. Yeah, and that helps us. And then um, there's some exciting stuff coming from us as well that that hopefully we would have announced by now or at least put up a teaser. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I think that pretty much wraps everything up, unless you've got something else to say, guys. No, I uh, think uh, we've covered it pretty good. It's just a... We've gone for everything, haven't we? Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Later's well, all. Later's. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.